coming to you from Date Cola Promotion Studios One in Wichita, Kansas. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Starring El Señor Adam Tate and El Gran Tommy Martinez. Featuring behind the control board, the mighty Godzilla. This podcast is recorded live to tape and produced by Dante Cola Promotions. And now, you wanted the best? Well, don't tell them. It'll go to their heads and make things worse. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Welcome and welcome <laughs> to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 19. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the humblest guy that I know on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate, what is going on, Adam? Not a lot, Tommy. Happy to be back. Mm, Fire out another piece of <laughs> fantastic oh, comedy missiles like, out to the audience. <laughs> like last week's. <laughs> and yet ready to deliver another great episode, Adam, of this podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, RSS Podcast, CastBox, and many other of your favorite DSPs. And yes. behind the control board is none other than the mighty... Godzilla! Yes. Man. Adam, he yes. reminded me of something last week. Oh, what, what did he bring up? It was, was it in a meeting that I wasn't invited to or something? No, it was after we put out last episode or last week's episode, because actually it's a week. We're on a roll again, by the way. Yeah, another another piece of gold right yes. there. <laughs> he said we forgot to mention Father's Day, dude. Did we? Yeah. Did we not mention it at all? Uh, Gosito's behind the control board. I thought it was actually, I said, well, Gosito, why didn't you just interject and tell us what was going on? He says he's going to get paid to direct. He gets paid. To do the technical portion Go, of it. Godzilla, how did how did you observe Father's Day? Did, I haven't heard you talk about your father. Are you still in contact with the old... He said, don't you remember that Punta Cana video of his of the Godzilla? At the end, there was this baby that looked like Godzilla. Oh, oh so he's the father. <laughs> oh. Complete denial. Oh, no, no, no. He said no. He hasn't been on Maury Povich yet to get the uh, DNA test testing. <laughs> he said there isn't a cup big enough for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> well, then, Wasita, why did you uh, why did you bring up uh, that we didn't mention it? If you mentioned the... Uh, the the puta, what? He said he was completely innocent like Tupac. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no, don't mean... <laughs> Don't you mean Snoopy? Godzilla <laughs> wasn't Tupac with Snoopy. Oh. Uh, yes. 
Yes, there was Snoopy that at the end said, yeah, I'm innocent after that one video he had. Oh. That he was accused of shooting somebody. Oh, okay. So she's just like, you know, come on, go see it. Okay. Well, we're sorry right. we forgot uh, about Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the yes, fathers out yes. there. And I did, you en- you know. did you enjoy your Father's Day? I did, Adam. I think for the most part, I mean, I, Father's Day is technically just another day, if you know what I mean. You got a uh, FaceTime video or something from your daughter, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And then yeah, that's the your prize boys, right your there, boys yeah. right across the street. Yep, I went actually, Jay and me celebrated it on Monday. We went out to some Japanese steakhouse mm. here in town. Got it. Behind, over there by, I want to say Dugan in that area out there. It's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, Jeremy, okay. we had a you know a father and son conversation and oh. whatnot, and he's telling me about his vacation that he's going. Actually, he's on right now. Where does, uh, where's he, he going? He's in St. Louis right now with the entire family. He's going to be watching a Cardinals game and doing some cool things through uh, the city of St. Louis. Are his two young daughters going to the oh, Cardinals yeah, game as a, well? It's a family vacation. I bet you a million bucks you will see them cardinaled up. Isn't it going to be like 105 degrees or something like that in, in the stadium? Do you think if Jeremy drives 450 miles to St. Louis, uh-huh. is 105 degrees going to matter? Is he going to uh, hear so much complaining from the uh, the youngsters and the wife about the heat and the oppression? It, it could very well be. Middle of the fourth inning, he's out of there. I, well, you never know. But that's, that's very true. But so far, so good. I mean, we have no... Uh, no indications that there's any kind of severe weather other than the, the extreme heat. This week, Adam, this past week, we had some crazy weather here in uh, Wichita. We had a lot of heat, yes, and then we had a lot of wet. Uh, we had a ton of wet up there yeah. by that K96 area up there. Yeah, that's it, by me. It was, yeah, that's what I was going to ask if <laughs> you didn't have any uh, damage of any sort. We had all no. kinds of, in, in our area up there, we had all kinds of trees down and whatnot. So. No damage more so than normal. Just, oh, just, it's just the ru- usual damage. Just a routine storm damage day, huh? <laughs> yeah, just normal stuff. Some Ooh. limbs are falling off of our like, dead trees. Like you're like you're wiping your brow, going whoosh. This one missed us too. <laughs> <laughs> We're just dodging bullets. Yes, out there. we'll we'll live to fight another day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was pretty nutty though. I mean, you know, they they did the second part of my driveway this past week. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at, you know, I don't know shit about Saman or that stuff. If I did, I'd probably do it myself. You know, that's, a, that's a big task. Yeah, I don't want to pay nobody if I don't have to. Yeah. But anyway, and I was like, oh, man, it's going to get wet. The dirt underneath it, it's going to sink. It's going to jack it all up. Mm-mm. No. Guy came in, did some adjustments to it, passed the city inspection, and it didn't rain that bad at all, at least for this part of town. Mm-hmm. And next day, man, had all that concrete ready to go, and he was supposed to start like at 1.00. But I think he had it starting for 10. And by the time I made it here for lunch, it was over with. He was wrapping it up. How many guys were in his crew? Oh, man. I'd say about seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. You get a crew like that and they do this all the time. They just knock it out. It was like like easy. And then I'm thinking like, oh, it's going to rain because it was really, it got dark all of a sudden. And he said, the concrete is already hard. And he's stepping on like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing stepping on my concrete? Be gentle with my concrete. <laughs> I don't want your footprints in there. Thank heavens that's over with, man. Jeez. Well, that's good. So you still have, as I drove up to the studio, I still saw that there were still the getaway partitions out there. Don't park on it yet. I think, How long do you get? Uh, today's Saturday. It has to be 10 days, he said. So I think it's next Friday. Oh. The the beginning of the 4th of July weekend. Wow. That seems like a long time. 4th of July is coming right up. Boom. We had Now we have Juneteenth. You blink. Yeah. And the 4th of July right behind it. Juneteenth, yes. And Father's Day. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's I think that's that's why, why we didn't mention Father's Day because uh, superseded by Juneteenth. That's probably what it was. That's what it was. That and we were involved with congratulating the Pride Month folks, the community. <laughs> With that awesome commercial. Well, yeah, we're providing the necessary services that, to, so they can enjoy their Pride Month. Adam, again, you know, happy Pride Month to you. Know? Thank you. To you as well. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, Adam, I'm still buzzing from last night, man. Oh, can you put into words the feeling that you had during last night's festivities? So many of these songs are long and boring. Yes, they finally managed one short and boring. <laughs> <laughs> the audience doesn't even know what we're talking about right now. No, no. Last night, ZZ Top played here at the Hartman. Exactly. And uh, Adam, his wife Lisa, and me went to our old roots of going back to a show and, and basically laughing at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it's not broken, so was, we yeah. have to fix that. Yes, one. yes. So we had a good time, huh? Because going out to see live music is a good time, regardless. The show, I don't want to really talk about it because we have a more forqueria this week that we have to do. Oh, is it? It's, it's a man. It's time it's a, sensitive. Yes, it's a mandatory mother Oh wow! So I don't know if we could squeeze the segment, but we will be covering Adam. Okay. Yes, we, uh, we will be doing something. But before I say that and concrete it like my driveway. We have to do it in at least 10 days. <laughs> I was afraid you might go on another pilgrimage and not come back at until <laughs> August or September. Why? 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 What, what, what impression have I given well, you to do that? It was last year after, the, uh, after we had oh, been to the mark, show. Yeah. You had it marked on your calendar? Uh, no, I just, I'm just, I just remember it. Adam. It's the I, anniversary of this yes, dark day. Yes, I suffered through five or six episodes, Adam, <laughs> by myself trying to keep this alive. I was incommunicado with you, my friend. Well, probably what it was... During that time period, you probably onboarded so many new listeners because they said, oh, this is actually getting good now. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> if you say so. Oh. I think they just ran for the hills. But yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about ZZ Top soon. more so in the soon, next soon, episode, soon, perhaps. Soon, soon. Needless to say, just to give you a little, but to answer your initial question about the show, no, I wasn't buzzing at him. Um, let, let's just leave it there. It was live music. That's the way I see it. Yeah, been a long time since we've seen you know, it, so right? We'll uh, abundant a little bit on that a little bit later. And so, do you have anything else, Adam? No, not not a whole lot. We, we, we already covered your Father's Day. Good. My Father's Day, I was... I was going to say, you did your first one as a grandpa. Right, right, right. Well, that doesn't... It's not... Grand, the Grandparents' Day has its own day. It does? Yeah, there's a, there's a Grandparents' Day. Oh, no You kidding. have another day coming to you. You, you. you should have had a day in the last few years. You should have been celebrated on another day. So I kind of got jibbed on the presents. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. That's right. But as Father's Day... Now I know, thanks to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, and the rest of your favorite DSPs. <laughs> By the way, send us an email at... Tommy and Adam Pod at gmail.com. That's right. So for my Father's Day, it, there are three fathers at our house. It was Let me there guess. was me. I was a father. Luke. Luke is a brand new father. So he gets like super celebration. Like, oh, this is the first one. We're gonna observe you. It's like, hey, we're gonna joke with you. Hey, here's your presents. Here's all this stuff for you. And then there was Julian. Oh, the guest. Not only say. his Father's Day is also his birthday. the exact birthday, and <laughs> he turned 70 years old. Ooh. So, guess who was on the back burner that day? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cared. Nobody cared that I was in the room. So, it was a normal day for you? Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it, it was just typical. Good, 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 good. Yeah. I didn't want you to get too excited. Was... No, no, there was none of that. <laughs> there was no excitement to be had for me. <laughs> 
but it was all fine. Yeah, I can imagine him with his Father's Day and his uh, birthday all going. And by the way, the birth of his great grandson. Great grandson, that's right. His great grandson, so close to his. Yeah. Oh wow. First great grandchild. Ooh, first of many. Seventy years old. I can't believe that Julian is seventy years old. Wow. I know. I met him thirty years ago. I can't believe that. <laughs> 30 years. That's, that seems <laughs> seems an eternity. 32 years to be exact. Wow. I met Julian in, back in 1990. I want to say October or November. Woof. Your wife was maybe about 14, 15, if that. Yeah. And Elvia, you know, opened the doors of her home. Not so much me, but Awilda was away from home for the first time. And we went to a Christmas party over at Julian's. And at the time, he lived on the base. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> sure. And this is young Julian, so you can imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little terror. <laughs> Hellraiser. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, you know, it. It, was, it was just wonderful. The, the great host that your mother-in-law is, you know, and it was, it was a pretty great time. Cool. So that's, I guess, why they're near and dear in our hearts here in the Martinez family. So awesome. You're just tagging on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can thank them for knowing me. Adam. Much later edition. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's how that's going to go. <laughs> Adam, let's get this started, bro. I thought I knew it all, okay. but I was the captain of moving too fast. Adam. Where my ship sank out and Yes. Today is June the 25th of 2022, Adam. Okay. And today is National Leon Day. Leon? Yes. Oh, so if your name is Leon, you get a day. Hold up. Oh. Hold it. Stop your you know, roll. Leo's right name was almost Leon. Oh. You know, I just added in. That. See, you're already a grandfather now. What, three or four weeks? No, you're three weeks, and you're already associating your... your you, you have gone full grandpa. Oh, have I taken on the mantle oh, of being a grandpa? wow. You're about to pass me. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that, by the way. Yeah. Adam, National Leon Day okay. marks June the 25th as six months away, Adam, from what do you think? Six months away. Oh, from, yeah, it's got to be uh, midway to Christmas. Midway to Christmas. Adam, Leon is nothing other than Noel spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And by the way, this is according to the National Day calendar. Why couldn't we do like an anagram? It could have been Elon. <laughs> Elon Elon Musk. Oh, I mean, that would have been sending us to space, Adam. Space. Which is which associated the Santa Claus. He comes from space, basically. He could be an alien. He flies in some kind of contraption. He does. So yeah, I could see that. Elon Musk. Yeah. I mean, hopefully Elon has Santa Slay all hooked up with, you know, electricity. Yeah. Versus Bat- battery yeah. battery powered. You remember that story from the uh, Weekly World News where the uh, the werewolves were going up there to the North Pole and helping Santa Claus out and they giving they were giving weed to, to the, the elves. elves? <laughs> you remember that story? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. So yes. <laughs> I have to jog your memory there. It's so much bullshit we talk about here in this show. Anyway, Adam. Leon. And on this day, mm-hmm. some crafters begin planning their homemade gifts and decorations, Adam. No, they don't. Uh, I'm just I don't saying, believe that. I'm just telling you. I am sharing with you, Adam, what it says here. So the macrame is happening. The knitting is happening. Come on. I don't believe it. This says some crafters. Not all of them. Okay, so two people. There's two people that mean uh, some. Christmas fanatics. 
I don't, I don't, I don't buy this for a minute. You and I both have already established that we are not Christmas people. We participate in Christmas. We participate more or less like you participated in Father's Day activities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I was marked present. Yes. <laughs> and we will right. say, yay. <laughs> and sit right back down. Uh-huh. But there's people that are into it big time. Huh. Okay. Do you know anybody? I live with one. No. <laughs> Does she observe Leon not Day? Not Leah. Let's not let her know that today is Leon Day, because she might. Now, isn't there a thing called the halfway point? Is there's Christmas in July? Is it July or June? Evidently, it's Leon, National Leon Day, but there is a Christmas in July as well. And I think- Is, the that, di- is that a giving of gifts? I think the difference between both of them, this is, I'm just going to go out, I'm going to pull this one out of my ass. You start buying gifts in Christmas in July, or you give gifts in Christmas in July so you don't have to give gifts in Christmas time, which you still get gypped because you're going to feel sorry and end up buying a gift anyway Hmm. in Christmas. But I believe the intent of Christmas in July is to initiate your shopping early. Mm, So And this is different. This one is for crafters and decorators, I believe. Is it also says you also start uh, planning your shopping, not actually executing. Your- <laughs> That's a lot of planning. <laughs> There's- you don't even know the sales. You have to wait until friggin' uh, Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Do you get the paper with all the sales? It's like, oh, all this stuff's on sale. We need to go and do that uh, Black Friday shopping okay. and get all this bull crap. Okay. Now you do know that, just in case you have forgotten, we are living in the internet era. Sure. And there is a tool in the internet. Yeah. That it's called Google, where you could probably right now search projected Christmas trends. Oh, how do they know? Do you think? Let's, you matter think? of fact, let's right. do that right now. Go ahead. Let's, let's see. Go, let's see for shits and giggles, right? <clears throat> I'm, I'm curious. So did I just to say projected? projected Christmas 2022? Projected. Oh, wait a minute. It would help me if I actually type correctly here. Projected Christmas 2022. Christmas. Flat screen, TV prices. Trends. I tell you, man, I didn't even finish writing trends and it popped up. Okay. So does it give you a ballpark estimate of what kind of discounts you'll be able to see? It says current Christmas trends 2022 is the website, Adam. Oh, okay. Clicked on that. Hopefully it's not some... So taking you to adamandeve.com? Oh my gosh. I wish, but uh, no. (laughs) It is... Oh, wow. It is all about Christmas decor. Accept and save all. No, I don't want to accept anything. I don't want to accept no crap like this because then I'm going to get ads. Yeah. And it has exactly has decorations, what to go, what are going to be the colors, Adam? (laughs) Let me guess. For for, (laughs) no, there's different red. Well, there's red and (laughs) And green, green. (laughs) but but there's also there's also like combinations like orangey. There's like kind of like some pink balls, Adam. (laughs) Are there? (laughs) At least they're not blue balls, Adam. Oh, as a matter of fact, I take that back, Adam. Check it out. There's some blue balls as well. well. Oh, (laughs) jeez. We don't need to see that. Uh, And then it says here, click here for getting on. I'm gonna go there. But yes, Adam, I proved my. my theory there. But that seems to be it's about the trend in the decoration for the season. There was a link there that you go to gifts and whatnot, so you could have jumped onto that. I didn't want to go that far because, like I said, I'm not into it. They invented another great thing that goes along with the internet, Adam. So are you going to take... It's called online shopping. You're going to take this uh, Leon Day and begin to plan your holiday season? Not more. Somebody else will. Uh, if she knows about it, she'll probably mm. go with it. So, yeah, I mean, not on, honestly, and I'm and here I'm not joking. Willow's a big Christmas person. Thanksgiving's not even over with when we already have decorations up and rolling. 
That's just a start of it. And there's already gifts hidden in the house. And she'll do that. She'll start. I think she does celebrate the Christmas in July part. Hmm. You know, she'll start doing all that stuff. Okay. So, I, you know, I could see this is why I could see this Leon thing being a, this national Leon thing being a thing. You don't see people that way. Maybe I don't know how big it is in your home with the Christmas stuff. But. Not a chance in hell oh. is anybody going to do anything with Christmas until it, we are our backs are against the wall and say, oh, we got to get stuff for these people. Adam. I knew you and I were kindred as- spirits associated yeah. through some kind of a, a kindred alike. Uh-huh. How many rooms are opening up in your house, Adam? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, can I move in? One very shortly, and then another one within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Did the move go well? Did the uh, the cleaning or whatever it now, was? Hold on. Or? The move didn't actually fully take place yet because they signed the contract. They this is my uh, oldest son Nick and his girlfriend Brianna. They have the contract on the house. They're done. It's theirs. And they they did some things in there. They got some of their stuff there. But then Nick immediately had to go to South Carolina for some training or something. Oh. Diesel mechanic training. So he's out of the picture for this week. And he's going to have to do some more moving on the weekend to try to get fully in their lock, stock, and barrel. Okay, okay, okay. Nobody's actually residing in that residence oh, yet. Okay. I was just like I said, I just it keeps it, you know, keeps the Peloton every once in a while. I'll go ahead with at least with my arm or something while I'm watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll turn the the pedals on it. You know. What are you talking about? I just I just whatever whatever usefulness you could use for me, Adam. Oh, I, I, as long as I get to hide away from Christmas here. In my well, home. if if you want to come over and use the Peloton, <laughs> I would love for somebody else to get some use out of it besides me. Adam, I am growing a belly. That's my new thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> oh wait, is that part of the Santa Claus thing? Yes, Adam. That's a lot of planning. Six months. Yeah, you, six months. You can, that's right. You could fill out a Santa costume really well. <laughs> and as a craft person. I probably make it for me, somebody. <laughs> yeah, that says homemade projects take planning and time. You, that's what you said. Sure. Craft persons put effort in their designs, create and customize gifts for their loved ones. So there's people that okay. actually get homemade stuff. Do you appreciate homemade stuff? Uh, you know what? I have a lot of knickknacks like that. I have so many t-shirts and crap and shoes. I mean, when you, you know, open a present and you move the the tissue paper out of the way and you see a hand sewn thing a, a a quilted you know a shawl that somebody has quilted for you are you overjoyed mm, i think it's pretty cool i mean it's i will i wear it probably not yeah. i will recognize the effort for it yeah. but at the same time if i'm very fortunate mm-hmm. that i could you know i have a bunch of t-shirts and shirts and polos and pants and mm. coats and all this it'll just be more clogging yeah, you know, for me, do I love getting gifts? Eh, it's okay for my children to give me. It's very cool, but I prefer for them to keep their own dough. Keep mm. it, keep it over there. You might need it for something. Now the grandbabies, they might need something. Now, if you give me Alexis, I'll. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you want you, that might excite me. You just want the big ticket items. No, I'm just saying it just might that might excite me. Oh, because then yeah. if they say no, you have to get your own tags and pay your own tax. Then well, then what'd you give to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. dad, you got a brand new driveway. So no, 
doesn't work like that. Matter of fact, pay it for the next 10 years. Uh, <laughs> pay okay. my tax for the next 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I am not saying that I like big ticket. I'm just saying that would probably, it would evoke a lot more emotion than like, oh, wow. Yeah. Let's say some socks. Whew. I feel like I would have to put on a show like I am in love with whatever this gift is even if it's nothing yeah if it's like you know something that's just if Leo gives you all right a little thing that you know let's say the mom makes it or or Lucas makes it right and he puts his hands on it one of those little impression things yeah yeah "Eh, that's a big deal well yeah that's a keepsake that's a a, a small little like Nick said knickknack item That is very very special. It's a moment in time. It's a family heirloom at that point. Yeah, of course. I just finished uh, this past week the uh, one-year picture portraits of my two newest grandchildren. Oh, okay. The month-by-month one. Oh. And I love them. They're displayed in the living room. They're like, yes. Is that like... I was gifted the... Is it one of those digital frame things and it just kind of rotates the images? No, no, man. It was this old school picture kind of deal. You put them in there. Collage. Yeah, it's a collage thing. You put the... the, Every single... They have 12 months and you put, I want the picture of that day. I want it on that month. I don't want it in the vicinity of that month. Mm. I want it that month. And I received both of them as gifts. Oh, nice. So I said, nice. Yeah, I'll do this. Absolutely. That's better than writing like those journals. That you're going to write for your grandchildren when they're 18 or 19 or whenever they go to college. You want to read this. Eh, I'm not going to do that. Would this happen like every year when they become 14? Are we going to be doing like the monthly pictures? Adam, let me tell you this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) It's the one year one, Adam. Oh, it's just the one year. Yes. Their first year on planet Earth, Adam. The most drastic change is happening right there. The most growth. Yes, yes, yes. I I see. I understand. Very special, Adam. Very special. (laughs) You didn't want to see the... The peach fuzz come in on the lip, no, or the, the no, pockmark. No. Uh, that's why you have. Acne. That's why you have those beautiful school pictures for Adam. Mm, that's right. You know where the ones that are missing the teeth, where the glasses are sideways. <laughs> Just look at the pictures where the rock stars took. They want to be erased forever. That's been coming around yes, a lot on like Facebook that? or something. <laughs> yeah. You see that? <laughs> you see like the, look at this high school class. Yeah, it's you all look, the rockers. You, you see love. Steve uh, Steven Tyler as he looks like Alfred E Newman from uh, from Mad Magazine. <laughs> hey, that's James Hetfield. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chester, what is it? Chester Bennington, the guy from Lincoln Park. Uh-huh. He looks like Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. May he rest he- in peace. But I'm just saying that's what he looks like. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the fans of Lincoln Park. I'm just saying, look so- at the picture. Somebody put that. You be the judge. Somebody put that picture of him online and he said, oh, all right, that's enough. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, that's that's cold, Adam. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, that's the way I see it. So was it a Christmas? Uh, did I celebrate? Did I jump up and down? No, I didn't. But I said, oh, wow, this is cool. You know, because we they had given us one for Alan, they being Jay and Victoria. Mm. So we did that one. Okay. So you're going to have three, I imagine, of these things for the one year of all of the grandchildren. Yes, and if another one were to come, uh-huh. I'd have another one. I'd have to have another one. You, yeah, you must. Because then you're going to have that one. You're going to have one to say, hey, I see all the other grandkids. Where, black, where's, where's mine? Am I the black sheep? I said, oh, yeah. oh maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure about you yet. says, don't ask grandpa. Right? I have uh-huh. yours. It's in the closet. Yes, it's coming. <laughs> it was Amazon hasn't shipped it yet. <laughs> uh, so it says, Adam, how to observe National Leon Day, Adam. National Leon Crafters, get your hot glue guns ready. Start planning your ugly sweaters now to beat the crowds. Ugly sweaters. Have you ever worn an ugly sweater? I've never had. I have, Adam. I have. 
I actually did you craft was, it yourself? No, I was bought. <laughs> mm-hmm. I went to an ugly sweater party a couple of years ago. Okay, with the big boss. Sounds good. So we were all ugly sweated up. It's just being part of the crowd. I had no expectations of winning anything. There was drinking and whatnot going on. So I was just said hi. I said made my presence and you know exit stage left like Even. Snagglepuss. So what? Stage left. I was out the door. <laughs> okay, I've never participated in one of those. It's uh, it was all right. The more I hear, the more I am less holiday-oriented, less festivity-oriented around these uh, major holidays. Mm. I tolerate them. I show up and I, I participate as much as I believe is necessary. I don't know. When my children left the house yeah, or they were old enough to take off with their friends, I said, like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Christmas is over. <laughs> I was never a Christmas kid growing up. and you had That f- wasn't our thing. And you had to fight with your wife because your wife wanted them in so, oh, so you man. could have things together. And you said, no, no, no. They're old now. They they want giving them the present. The present yeah. is to go be with their friends. Dude, now it's, it's a whole nother thing. Now it's it's back with a vengeance. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. You're starting from scratch. Yeah, it's not all over again. You know that's like with this past year we had it early, and I think we've already discussed this. Yeah. Because Monica was here. Yeah. So we had to get up early and do the whole thing, and you know, Wilda cooks a great breakfast. That's the best part of celebrating that Christmas mm, morning. Okay. That would increase my enjoyment of the festivities. You know, we had other friends here. Where, you know, you'd always do either the karaoke or whatever, carrying on whatever home you'd go to. We'd stay Christmas Eve because the, for, for my culture, for the Puerto Ricans, Adam, the big deal is Christmas Eve. Okay. Not Christmas Day per se. Christmas Day, I think you wake up really late and hung over. Uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. I think. I'm not sure. You. That's not you. my thing, but you know, yeah. Sure. That was it's called Noche Buena. Uh, silent night, whatever you want. It wasn't silent in Puerto Rico, not for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So that's the big deal. But, you know, here now, you know, obviously we're in the States, so we'll go to church like on Christmas Eve for right. the service, and then uh, we'll go somewhere where they invite us. Okay. That's usually how we do it. If it's people that I hardly don't know, you know, I behave for the most part, you know. And I think <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think of things for the podcast, Adam. Oh, <laughs> Well, says, why are you on your phone? I says, I'm writing down an idea. It's a good use of your resources. Yes, exactly. I love it. This past year, I remember Gosito sending me videos. He says, what do you think about this? And I said, like, oh, that's, that's it. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy I, whatever you know, this it is. says, we're some Gosilo collab. <laughs> yes. And Gosilo is always like ahead of schedule. Like I saw even that. It slipped that he was on preparations for the July 4th oh, holiday already. Oh, oh, oh. Did but, you see that one, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> it was Gosilo Benjamin Franklin in one of them. <laughs> I don't know. Dolly Madison, I, had a, I, I don't know how you're going to pull that one off. <laughs> yes, but I did see that. I caught the preview. Yeah, I know. Good job. Good job, Gosilo. Okay, National Neon Day. So, Adam, what do you think? How, how do you celebrate uh, National Neon Day? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> and I'm crafting not at all. I'm not, there's no crafting okay, going on. Adam. So what I'm going to do is, now that I know it's a thing, I'm going to get my, uh, my Santa Claus jacket on, you know, oh, the, the okay. red and yeah, white yeah. thing, and I'll get my fake beard and my hat, and I'll go bottomless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture. You go commando, Adam. I'm gonna take a a picture over by the evergreen tree over by my house, and uh, I'll hashtag it 
<laughs> National Leon Day. Adam, will you have a glue gun in your hand? That's not a glue gun. Adam, it's also National Catfish Day. <laughs> where, where Adam, we, keep keep where, that gun to yourself. Where we trick people into uh, dating, uh, trick uh, men into dating other men. I don't know if that would have been it. <laughs> we would have been talking about that versus Leon Day. <laughs> if you're feeling down, depressed and yeah, Adam. Yeah. Who do we have here, Adam? You know who this is. Iron Maiden. There's the title That's the that song, song right there. <laughs> it's like going to church, Adam. <laughs> I know. You had, you had both hands up and eyes closed. <laughs> Hand me the robe, Adam. <laughs> Hand me the choir robe. Oh, my, my Santa Claus? Uh, my Santa Claus? No, no, keep that uh, one over there, Adam. Okay. Thank you. Today in History, Adam, brought yes. to you from the pages of history.com, Adam. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. That was Iron Maiden. We got to start it off right, dude. 22 Acacia. Is that how you pronounce that? Acacia. Acacia, Acacia Avenue, Adam. Yes. 1907, Adam. All right. June the 25th, 1907, Adam. Okay. Congress passes the Man Act, Adam. M-A-N-N. Man. Man Act. Yo, man. <laughs> Which was ostensibly aimed at keeping young women from being lured into prostitution, Adam. Lured into prostitution, okay. By a by a man, I'm sure. I'm sure a man was luring her in oxygen. The man act. Nineteen oh seven, Adam, probably. Hey. Won't you, won't you become a prostitute? I think at the time they were still defined back in nineteen oh seven. Men were men and women were women, so yeah. That's my guess. The men were so such men, they had two ends. <laughs> They were manly. <laughs> Adam, but really offered a way to make a crime out of many kinds of consensual, consensual, excuse me, consensual sexual, activity. sexual activity. A crime yes. out of them. Okay. The outrage over sex work began with a commission appointed in 1907. It always starts there's a commission? with a commission appointed. Oh. If there's a commission appointed, Adam... Okay. Nine times out of ten, there's going to be trouble in the horizon. Under the guise of protecting women from being lured into this seedy activity, we're going to find ways of prosecuting women for actually touching peckers and things. Yes. Oh. Yeah, and Adam, and by the way, nobody in all these people probably go to church. Nobody read that prostitution has been going on since the dawn of history. Right. So all of a sudden, they make, they're going to make something up that's going to magically take it away. Yeah. We're going to solve know? it. Yes. With the commission appointed, again, everything starts with the commission, right? Mm-hmm. To investigate the problem, Adam, of immigrant prostitutes, Adam. Was the commission led by Mr. Mann? <laughs> it, it was probably led by uh, the descendants of, what was that president we spoke about last week? John Adams? John Adams. Okay. <laughs> they were against immigrants, so these guys were oh. failed against regular immigrants. So let's go against immigrant prostitutes. Okay, got it. Allegedly, women were brought to America for the purpose of being forced into sexual slavery. Doesn't that happen today? Has this not been going on forever? Right now, it's like a big issue. It's like, oh, sex trafficking and all this other crap. Adam. Likewise, immigrant men were allegedly luring American girls into prostitution. Oh, okay. How about, 
How does that work? Those swarthy guys come in there with their accents and stuff. Yes. And they say, oh, this guy is, he's really worldly and about town. I want to see what this guy's up to. You say that about the accents. Remember the Pat Benatar video of Love is a Battlefield? Mm, you ever, I don't remember don't the remember video. That? No. You don't remember it at all? No. Let me refresh your memory. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that, there's that uh, swarthy, uh, like a Cubano type guy over there behind the behind the velvet ropes. Yes, Adam. He right? was an immigrant, Adam. He was he was a pimp with, with with the gold tooth and the whole deal. <laughs> he was. I'm gonna guess he was an immigrant, or maybe he was just from New York City. Who knows? It could have been. <laughs> and Pat Benatar, they uh, but yeah, he they had, revolt against him. Yes. Yeah, there's a whole flock of ladies in there. Yes. The, evidently, the Man Act, according to that video, never passed. I guess that was just my guess, <laughs> or was eliminated. Adam. <laughs> or we just don't observe that anymore. <laughs> so yeah, so the Congressional Committee that debated the Man Act did not believe that a woman would ever choose to be a prostitute unless she was drugged and held hostage. Wow. What drugs did we have in 1907? Mm, heroin and stuff like that. I would say existed, Laudum? I think so. Mm. I don't know. I wouldn't. Okay. The law made it illegal to transfer any woman or girl across state lines for immoral purposes. That's vague. Wasn't, who was it? Somebody was prosecuted on this. Uh, 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 Chuck Berry or somebody like that. That is right, Adam. You right? are 100. And actually, at the end of this history piece is where they mentioned that, Adam. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so thank you for pushing it along, Adam. You also, Adam, the Man Act also affected Adam. Charlie Chaplin, Adam. Charlie Chaplin. The yes. silent film guy. Yes, that's right. Hitler mustache. That's right. Nin- excuse me, 1944, Adam. 44? Yeah, that's when he was affected by the Man Act. Oh. He had an under underage girl, or he had a, uh, somebody who was just trans... It says here that they both took unmarried women across state lines for immoral purposes. Barry was the only one convicted out of had oh. spent two years in the prime of his musical career in jail. Oh, no. So, yeah, it was, they were against the black man at the time. Charlie Chaplin doesn't say shit here that happened Yeah, to him. He's, he's okay. <laughs> Scot-free. Also, Adam, a person who suffered under the Man Act was also a boxer, Adam. Jack Johnson, heavyweight champion of the world, was prosecuted for bringing a prostitute from Pittsburgh to Chicago, but the motivation for his arrest was public outrage over his marriages to white women. Oh, so that's man. how they stuck it to him, Adam. Oh, my God. <laughs> Through the Man Act. <laughs> Well, we don't have this anymore, do we? Do we, do we prosecute anybody through this so, anymore? Adam, maybe that's where we get the uh, saying that says, stick it to the man. Stick it. <laughs> stick it to the man. Stick it act. to the man. <laughs> Double ends in that yes. man. Yeah. Well, last night was warm and more. In a dream. Adam, there's a lot of crickets there in the. Uh, yeah. In the background of this song. It's a pretty peaceful song here. Who is that? Well, let's, let's see what he's singing about here. The crickets were doing the very same oh, thing. He's singing about crickets. What were the chances? It's Rich O'Toole. And the, the cricket song. Oh. Why did you all of a sudden go into your Irish accent? Song. Did I? Yes. I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I because his name was O'Toole? Yes, yeah, it probably was. <laughs> Where the where the crickets have no name, Adam. <laughs> okay, okay, Bono. <laughs> Adam, today in sports history, Adam. Yeah. Brought to you from the pages of history.com. On this day, Adam. Mm-hmm. Dot com slash sports, Adam. Yes. 
1963. Adam. Famous cricket draw at Lords as England hang on against the Windies. <laughs> Windies were the, where they serve the square hamburgers. Is that what you're talking about? Is that what is that the Windies? <laughs> Windies, Adam, not Wendy's. <laughs> And it was England was the other team, Adam. England against who? The Windies, Adam. The Windies? The Windies, yes. I don't know who that is. In the match of cricket, Adam. It says here, famous cricket draw. Famous cricket draw. Is it like India? I mean, India is big into cricket. Evidently, so is England and some other countries. Pakistan is a bunch of the whole sure. thing. Adam, Lords witnessed. Yeah. Lords would be the, uh, the tournament, I think. Okay. One of the greatest days of cricket ever. Oh, my God. Unbelievable cricket. Uh-huh, that's right. This is great cricket. <laughs> As Abhisak Makhujari. Yeah, he's, looks, a good, he's a good one. Looks at the topsy-turvy match that culminated in one of the greatest heroic acts uh-huh. cricket has known, Adam. What? Or the sports of cricket has known. What did he do? I don't know. I didn't even, I didn't even bother to even research it. Because here's my question to did he hit a home run with that flat Adam, cricket bat? No. The only reason I brought this up is because I wanted to know what the hell cricket is. I was hoping you, Don't you and your know? sports knowledge well, you would have, help me out. Okay. I know what it is. It's yeah. baseball, it's a essentially. Couple of, it's a couple of dudes. Yeah. One pitches at the other one. It's kind of like a flat, kind of like a board. Yeah. Yes, no. If he's a pitcher or he's a bowler. Is he a bowler? I don't know. But he throws the little ball... To the by the batter, right? And there's these other sticks that are standing behind the batter. And if you if the pitcher or the bowler or whatever knocks over sticks, it's bad for the batter. I know that. But the batter can hit the ball, and it's like that flat bat. So you and it do can go know. like any. There's not a foul ball. It can go like anywhere. It can go behind him. It can go any old direction. As long as and he he's hits got a, it. And he's got to run back and forth to wherever the pitcher person is and. Uh, I don't know. So you do know something about it. No. I mean, no. I didn't even know that part with the I other know. sticks and all that. I mean, I knew it was a flat kind of a bat. I knew there was a ball. I did not know that it was uh, bold. And I I, know. I thought it was pitched. like, uh, uh, And, and I'm just imagining kind of like the softball. You know uh-huh. how female softball, uh, college uh, female softball goes? Yeah. I thought that's how it was pitched. Mm. Well, so. there is kind of like a... I think they do take some kind of a running start with it, but then they do throw it like overhand and it might even bounce up to the guy. I don't even know. But I know these matches, these cricket matches can go on for days. Yes. That's what's ludicrous. How, how does that work? There, that's do you take I, naps? I was hoping that you would tell me, Adam, because this, this one ended up in some kind of a famous draw. If anybody out there in our audience knows anything about cricket. I was going to India, but then I, my, my <laughs> COVID happened. <laughs> I canceled my reservation. <laughs> I thought you were not going to India so you wouldn't die of water poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> and those baths that they take out there, to do some kind of cleansing. I don't know what they do out there. The river of the dead or something. I don't even know. You don't want to do that. Anyway, that's that's not good. Let's get on to the The cricket. The the cricket. Yes. Good cricket. Adam, what I know about cricket is that it's a big deal in these countries. I mean it's uh, kind of like a gentleman e kind of game. Hmm. Okay. No, you have soccer. That reared its head here in America and stayed. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there might be a chance that cricket. Do you think there's cricket played here? Is there is there a cricket field? Adam, we have lacrosse. Well, yeah. 
I've I've seen that. Yes, I've seen it. I've never seen cricket played in America. Now that I say that, I compare lacrosse to cricket. It's kind of a uh, obscure sport enjoyed by kind of elite folks. I don't think they're elite. I no. Mean, no. You don't think so? No. I don't think so. I, you know, it's the sport that lacrosse is the sport that when they win championships, I believe they hire hookers. <laughs> really? <laughs> to attend and their parties. Do they take them across state lines? <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> oh, no. The Man Act's going to get them. <laughs> Better watch out. But I'm just saying, that's what. Other than we bolo the sports this week, because I was hoping that you would ma- amaze me with your. Yeah. Uh, You've hit a hole in my uh, sports knowledge. I have finally cricket. stumped you. <laughs> Other than basically your general but, knowledge is but my you, general knowledge of but what you said. Adam, I may eliminate this from the uh, from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what you said is there was a miraculous thing that happened at this cricket match from this guy. Evidently, I was reading a little bit about it really fast. I couldn't retain it. Something about he was hurt okay. as he played, and it was yeah. heroic because he stayed to the very end. Long story short, he was approached, uh, I believe, to offer some names to this team. Listen, we're going to go to the championship. We need some some people within the league. He was already a player slash kind of a coach kind of guy wherever he was playing at. He was respected and whatnot. So he said, you know what? Screw all this bullshit. I'll play for you guys. Whoa. Okay. And he ended up going to, you know, scam call center somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, he sounds like a high class guy. <laughs> he was English. <laughs> yeah, I think he was in charge of operations. Okay. I got you. Today, Rock and roll, baby. Adam. This sounds rip Today in rock history, baby. Brought to you from the pages of history.com, todaymusic.com, songfactshistory.com, and classicbands.com. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, listen to this. What <laughs> What happened to the rock and roll, Adam? Wait a minute. <laughs> Adam, I thought you and Gosita were screwing around with the mix again. What's that sound? Man. Here she comes. Adam, who the hell? Can we just listen to this whole thing? No, I don't think so. This is Pat Boone singing Panama. Oh, that is absolutely crazy. <laughs> Gosita said turn it down as well. <laughs> He has nothing to do with that. Oh, what? Adam. Yeah. Wow. Pat Boone. Mm-hmm. 1961. June the 19th, 1961. Right. Why was it Panama? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Pat Boone. Is it, about, is it about nation Panama? Or Let's what see, was this I, about? I don't know. That Manuel Noriega. That would be in history, Adam. This is actually rock history. Right oh, now. that's right. Pat Boone Adam had his sixth and final number one hit in mm-hmm. 1961 on the U.S. charts with Moody River Adam. Wasn't he like a religious singer? Didn't he sing like a, like gospel-y things? I don't know a lot of history on Pat Boone. I know that he was a crooner of some sort. Hmm. 
And then he put out this heavy metal. I don't have no idea this is this mess. This is not heavy metal. <laughs> this is like Lawrence Welk singers, you know. That's some rip-roaring guitar there oh, at the yeah, beginning. Yeah. So, oh, that's, that fooled me there for a minute. Yeah, I know. And uh, years later, Adam, other than his hit, uh, Moody River, he had another one called Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did he get in trouble for that one? <laughs> Cultural if, appropriation if, if or something? In 2022, he'd be in a shit ton of turmoil. Yeah, no kidding. Which finished uh, his run at a 38 top, at, with 38 top 10 hits on him. Hold up, Adam. And there's Speedy Gonzalez. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, mm-hmm. tongue in cheek, Adam. Okay. Excuse me, this fucking phone call threw me off here a minute. So, Adam, after that, Adam, a tongue-in-cheek heavy metal comeback, Adam, was attempted Okay. in 1997. 1997. A bunch of covers of old uh, metal classics? Yes, with an album called In the Metal Mood, Adam. Oh, okay. He had hits in there, Adam, such as? Yeah, Panama. Well, that's one of them. Got it. What else? Paradise City, Adam, from Guns N' Roses. Nice. Oh, man, I bet that one's a good one. I know what I'll be listening to on the car on the way home. Listen to this blaspheme. Okay. You have another thing coming from Judas Priest. Judas Priest? Was also coming out. What? Adam, let's find it and get a taste of that one, Adam. All right, I can't wait. How's that? How's that? Let me me see. (laughs) This has got to be great. Let me see. Godzilla, just uh, (laughs) Google Pat Boone Heavy Man. Ready? (laughs) 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 All right, here we go. A lot of horn heavy. Yeah. Yeah, the gospel singers back there. Something like that, yeah. Does it go in does it go into a chorus, the original? Or does it go into a verse first? One life I'm gonna oh. up. <laughs> I told you it was a blaspheme, Adam. Man. Pat Boone, I think he's still alive too. Is he? Uh huh. Yeah, it's like should be like eighty eight or something to that effect. Well, he's due for another metal follow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's due. I could do some Amana Marth or whatever, or whatever this oh. Norwegian death metal. <laughs> I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood for Norwegian death metal. <laughs> What the hell is that? It sounds like another good song to me. Ever since I was a young boy, I've played the silver ball. From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all. But I ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement hall. That deaf, dumb, and blind kid sure plays a mean pinball. Obviously, that's Roger Daltrey. <laughs> you don't think? I don't think so. <laughs> no. No. I don't think it was our audience. <laughs> oh, that was a train wreck, wasn't it? Man, that's two in a row. We... Oh, there they go again. <laughs> They're just abandoning ship. We can't have two train wrecks in a row, can we? Oh, wait, wait. Adam, actually not. Oh, no. Good. Thank no, you. This, in this case, is actually, the story is about the Who Adam. Okay. Because in 1970, Pete Townsend of the Who Adam, right? Right. Caused a stir at Memphis's International Airport. He was overheard saying, Tommy seems to be going down a bomb. Meaning that the group song Tommy mm-hmm. was a hit. 
Now, the problem was he was in an airport and he said the word bomb and that caused a, a bit of a stir. Is that, is that, that is, is that, that the truth? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know about this? No, uh, I didn't. Yeah. Officials, however, only heard the term bomb. Bomb. That's all you need to hear. Yep. Bomb on an airplane. You can't say bomb on an airplane. No. And the police and the FBI reacted at him. Oh. What were the FBI doing already there at the airport? I don't know. Maybe in they... 1970, following the who around? 1970. Well, don't know. Man. He, did he get in big trouble for this? Uh, no. He's probably... no he, was, he was released. Yeah. He was just the who. You know, those guys got big lawyers. They're not going to hold him back. But they had to imagine that he had access to bombs since their stage that's setup another, blows up. Yeah, every but that's once another thing that that I wouldn't doubt for a minute. Yeah, you're right. I I didn't put those two together. They had already blown up in uh, what was it? Uh, literally. Yeah. On Ed Sullivan. Yeah, like the drum kit and everything. The whole stage yeah. setup went up cataclysmically. That. <laughs> That's a big ass word, Adam. <laughs> I barely barely got it out. <laughs> His bandmates, Adam, and the officials at the airport told him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't believe oh. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna call Pete Townsend that? Dickhead. Come on. Oh wow. <laughs> How's that even possible? What are you thinking How's about? How's that even possible? Come on, Pete. Just disrespectful. <laughs> wow. Finally, some real rock and roll. Yeah, I hope this, this is real, real distorted. Like I like it. Ooh, Adam. <laughs> yeah, Tommy. <laughs> From one of my movies, one of the best, uh, one of the greatest movies I, I love. Is, it, is, this, is this up in smoke? Yes, Adam. Cheech and Chong, Adam. Uh-huh. Earache in my eye. <laughs> That's what that's called. <laughs> That supposed to be? I don't know, dude. I just, I just the podcast just educated me. I've seen this movie a million times. I did not know. You this didn't was, know that was the name. I didn't of the know song? the name. Uh, did you know? No, no I, I did not. Adam. Anyway, Adam, in 1973, I remember that killer riff, though. Oh yeah. Hey, Curtis. <laughs> Curtis is fucking up the the band's uniform. <laughs> 1973 out of June, the 20th of 1973. Cheech and Chong, man. Yeah. Appeared on the 20th anniversary show of American Bandstand. 20th anniversary. Yeah, okay. 1973. Up there with Dick. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with another Dick, the but a little one, Little Richard. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Neil Diamond, Paul Revere, and the Raiders. Did Cheech and Chong play a song, or are they just there? They're also on that show was Three Dog Night, Adam. Mm, okay. Which is probably the coolest of all these that I just mentioned. Maybe. No, I think what they did was, you know that Wordle? Yeah, I do remember Wordle, yeah. <laughs> it was the Dick Clark version of Wordle. You know where they had to put like together the name of a uh, band or a song or something like that? I don't know if you remember that segment. Uh-uh. of uh, Or maybe that was Soul Train. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know like, what you're talking about. It was something like that. I don't know. Oh. That's that's what Cheech and they did. They're kind doing of, word games. They did. Yeah, they kind of did a comedy routine around that. 
Mm. So, but they didn't. They did not grace the crowd with this beautiful song, "Earache in My Eye." Adam. No, that's so, yeah. too bad. That's very bad. <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been better. Enjoy, uh, Adam. Y'all, who's this? Get your Tommy? Peloton, Adam. <laughs> is this start, one? Of, start pedaling, buddy. Is this what I'm going to hear as yeah. I'm pedaling? Yes. It'll give you oh. some energy, Adam. Okay. This is Shalimar, a night to remember. Oh. Wait a minute, this, this is the way this is. Yeah, this is some Shalimar. Mm. So grab your honey and hit the dance floor with a night to remember. Baby! Whoa. That was an order. Yes, Adam. You, you must hit the dance floor. Adam, 1982, June the 24th of 1982. Mm-hmm. All right. Shalimar Adam. Yeah. Jeffrey Daniel of Shalimar. Okay. Yes. Did. The Moonwalk on British TV. Jeffrey Daniels. On the show, Top yeah. of the Pops. Okay. Getting yeah. the attention of none other than uh-huh. Miguel Jackson. Young Miguel. Yeah. Who popularized it in America a year later. Did you know that, Adam? I didn't know that it wasn't a Miguel Jackson uh, invention. Uh, <laughs> wow. I told you I'd find some shit. This is some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Did he have the same fluidity of movement? It Dude. looked like he was gliding. Adam. You would have to go on to YouTube. Yeah. I believe there is some footage of that. Of the very first ever yeah. public moonwalking. Yes. Wow. I'll give you a quickie on this one. It says, the dance funk trio Shalimar is comprised of former so trained dancers, Adam. Oh, okay. Daniel Howard Hewitt, Jody Watley, Adam. Jody Watley? That, yes. That, that's a famous uh, yes. singer. Yes. I'm looking for a new love, baby. Okay. That's, I heard it. That's her right I've heard it. <laughs> yes, go see. Look, good job. Yeah. You get funky, Adam. So okay. anyway, and Jeffrey Daniels, Adam. Uh, from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Got it. No, no Jeffrey Daniels. Not Jeff Daniels? No, it's Jeffrey Daniel, the guy, the dancer we're talking about. Oh. Pay attention, damn it. I, I was. <laughs> you got caught up on Miguel <laughs> I, Jackson. I promise I was. Miguel Jackson saw Jeffrey, Adam. <laughs> Let's recap. He saw Jeffrey Daniel. Okay. <laughs> doing, the, doing, the, doing, doing the moonwalk, oh. yes. Get it right, get it right. So, I thought it was when Jeff Daniels was sitting on the toilet oh, with his legs yeah. sticking straight you, out. You would only I'm, believe, you, you could only hope, Adam. <laughs> That's almost a moonwalk, Adam. He blasted up there. He could, sure did. Could have took off. Getting ready to take off. Yes, Adam. And with their single, A Night to Remember, making moves in the UK, Adam, the reason the group Shalimar didn't go to the top of the pops is because Jody Watley was pregnant at the time. But the song was picking up steam. Mm-hmm. So the producer said, yeah, sure, come on over and uh, do a dance to it. Now, Jeffrey Daniels is known for being an awesome dancer uh, amongst dancers. In uh, the Soul Train crowd, I don't know if you, I'm, I'm sure you have to remember of me mentioning Soul Trains, but it's like a, of course. it's a Black American bandstand, basically. of course, of course, but more groovy, Adam. Right, 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 right. And with and with people who actually know how to dance. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's the difference right there. Yeah, not so, not me with my my, uh, my thumbs and elbows. No, 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 Adam. No, 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 no. Not, do, not doing the Batman with you wiggling your fingers <laughs> over your eyes. No, Adam. No. Okay. He was already a master of pop locking, Adam. And doing robotic moves. Pop locking? Is that like yes. early break dancing That's the or break something? Dancing. That's the, no, but see, the break dancing also got that move or borrowed 
that move from Jeffrey Daniels as well. Wow. They just developed a What a trendsetter. More. Yes. Was he also some type of a choreographer in uh, another... Like, would he do choreography yes, with other... he was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's the answer to your question yeah, right there. I got, I got everything. Yes. I got everything I need to know right there. <laughs> so he was, but he was, he did a really cool performance. He did the, you know, the robotic stuff and he did the pop blocking and he did some other stuff that was called the back wave and some other crap. And then, okay. Adam, to finish out his dance routine of Was it just him? Song, oh. Yes. It was all by himself. Okay. He departed Adam after he did all these moves during, basically what he did was he performed to the song in dance. Gotcha. And the final of that dance, uh, I believe, was him moonwalking off of the stage. Wow. Yes. It was a little distracting, Adam, because they had a bunch of white people from England, England dancing there. around him. Yes, just complete, complete uh, with distracting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was the bad version of American Bandstand there. I understand. Night. I understand. So, yes. So, so then, he, he really stood out then. He's with superstar. That, with oh, yeah. the contrast yes, of all the, yes, 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 yes. You know, the whiteness. It's around. a color, color. And then, yes, yes. He was also dressed, I believe, in a black tux and whatnot mm. and had white gloves. He looked like a mime so, in a sense. Also inspiring maybe uh, Michael Jackson's yeah, look of was, like the white, was, the, the he, black suit or whatever. Yeah, kind of. Well, maybe that that could come from that as well. But you Did know, he have he, a glove on one looked, hand? This guy looked like a mime, but he didn't have white face at him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to offend the white crowd of... <laughs> By having white face. Oh, out. white face, yeah. That, that's not that allowed. Would not, that would have been... We, no. That's anyway, a no-go. viewers were stunned. Everybody was calling. You know, it was this big deal. Miguel Jackson got a hold of him and said, Hey, can you come over here and teach me some of these moves? Even if you're not 12 years old. Of course, that part was funny. Jeffrey went ahead, Coach Michael, boom, and Michael Adam yeah. went ahead and debuted it on the 50th anniversary of Motown or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Was it at the, the Apollo or something like that? No, I don't know where the hell that was. I think mm. it was in L.A. But yeah, that was a Oh, big... no, excuse me. Motown, excuse me, Motown 25, mm. not 50. Mm. Yeah, that was huge. So that huge. is Adam. So that, Adam, is the origin story of, see how we cover all kinds of stories here? I know. I mean, Adam, hard to name podcasts. You see how that You works? told me you were playing Shalimar, and I said, what the hell is this crap? <laughs> and it's the best story of the whole night. Settle I think you'll have class. a better one. It's this week's Rockin' Higher Education Lesson on Led Zeppelin 101 with Professor Adam Lee Tate. You're just absorbing the sound right now. That's not rubber plant. It is not. You're right. Because we're venturing later on, after the dissolution. Are you ready, Tommy? 
Zeppelin me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When I realized it wasn't Robert Plant, I I was unzapping the yeah. for a <laughs> yeah. second. You first you were so into it. You were you were doing uh, your kicks. My, my standard, uh, yeah. You, all your regular rock and roll fare, and then you you stopped and like you brought your your ear. You should, like you put the headphones closer to your ear to try to absorb this voice coming through there. You don't you're not familiar with this voice. I thought you were gonna say it was John Hughes, the voice of uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> Tommy, following the dissolving of Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page formed The Firm with Bad Company singer Paul Rogers. There you go. After two records, Page sought to develop his own solo project. Firm bassist Tony Franklin and a young Jason Bonham were recruited as the rhythm section. Vocals were to be shared by John Miles and Chris Farlow, except for a single track fronted by old friend Robert Plant. The plan was to record a colossal, Double album, a mission set to travel through different genres and time periods sourced from a library of demo tapes Jimmy had been accumulated over recent years. A futile effort, it seems, as when preparing to go to the studio to begin recording, it was discovered his demo tapes had been stolen. Empty-handed, he forged ahead and hastily constructed the foundation, scaffolding, and framework necessary for his hired guns to come in and contribute. On June 19th, 1988, Jimmy Page released The Outrider album, a nine-song collection that shows glimpses of the old guitar slinger we knew and a bit of a fresh update on what our man was up to at the time. It was received not too well by the critics or even some fans. On the tour supporting the album, the press all too frequently only concerned themselves with the status of the old heavy blimp sequestered in a remote hangar somewhere. The annoyance for Page seemed constant. The plans for a follow-up series of solo albums was scrapped, and more years of isolation followed. Jimmy Page's Outrider album is our Zeppelin 101 for this week. Adam, that... That sounds tasty, Adam. It does? This song right here? Yeah! Wasting My Time, uh, fronted by John Miles is the singer of that one. Uh, we have like nine songs that I think three were instrumental. Uh, and uh, the second side, uh, the other vocalist handled by Chris uh, Farlow, I believe, handled the vocals on those. Um, there's good stuff in there. It's just not up to the level that you would really expect from a Jimmy Page uh, con- Adam, you concept. Could, you could probably release this today and get away with it. Maybe you could. Compared to what we got going on right now, it sounds almost like these groups that are to the light of Smith, uh, Adrian Smith, and what's the other guy, uh, Richie Smith Katzen. and Cotson. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds something like that. I don't know. It definitely has uh, good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can hear that song and be totally content and happy. Man, it made me kick up. <laughs> Metallica's one. Horrible audio, Adam. I 
think it's from the Grammy Awards from 1989. Fan recorded probably from the TV. Could have been. Or from this is what's left of the VHS pirate copy out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you recorded it from? I recorded it from YouTube. So, yeah. Whatever was on YouTube. Was Jason Neustadt on there? He was. Yeah, he was. Of course. Very cool song, Adam. One, Metallica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just bring it down real quick. So that is June the 22nd, 1989, Adam. Yep. Wow, that's a great year, man. It's the year I got married. Oh, wow. A category for heavy metal. There you go. Great year, Adam. Mm-hmm. Is included in the Grammy Awards, Adam, for the first. First time ever? Time ever. It was in 1989. Oh. Yeah. Metallica performed. <laughs> this is a legendary. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know this was like 18, 1989. I was thinking it was a little bit further. I thought when by the time Metallica had performed on the Grammys, for some reason, I thought that the Epimonious album had come out. The Black Album? Epimonious. Epimonious, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> His eponymous album, uh-huh. the Black Album, out. Yes, right, 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 right. AKA the Black Album. Yes, right. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. So this is injustice for all. I would imagine. It, that's what that's off of, of course. Yes, but the award went Adam to Jethro Tull. Well, and there, that's what you were referring to. Yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award, apparently, right? Because Jethro uh, Tull's been around for uh, decades. I would imagine so, because out of many uh, audience members, Adam, they booed. <laughs> at the Grammy, <laughs> that's what you get for including heavy metal. Well, if you have an award for metal, yes. why don't you give it to one of the big symbols of metal, right? The one that you're getting actual commercial success now from this latest album, but eh, your time's not yet. You're not going to win. It says here not only did Metallica lose to Jeffro Toll, okay. they were also in the company of... Bobby McFerrin with his song of the year for Don't Worry, Be Happy. That was the song of the year? They were also in the company of Tracy Chapman, Adam. Yeah. (laughs) Tina Turner, who won Best Female Rock Vocal Performance, Adam, for Tina Live in Europe. Oh. So, yes, they had to suffer through all that mess, too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, T, I'm pie. I pee pee and so what? I pee pee and so what? You didn't pee pee when you were young. You can help clean it when you wake up. It won't be a problem. Uh, uh, you are so dumb. <laughs> what is that, Tommy? Tommy, what is that? Godzilla <laughs> said it's the bedwetting song. <laughs> are you sure about that, Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he told me to read this. There's a song dedicated said, to bedwetting. He said, read the script, you dummy, of course. Wow, okay. <laughs> Says Adam in 1990, Adam, June the 23rd of 1990, 18-year-old Adam, yeah. Keith Sorrentino, okay. filed a half a million dollar okay. lawsuit against Madonna, Adam. All right. Claiming he suffered nightmares and bedwetting problems. <laughs> <laughs> What did Madonna do to force this upon him? What what could it what could it possibly be? Now check this out. After an incident, you would think it'd be on one of her concerts, but or no. a video or something. Maybe <laughs> it says after an incident outside Madonna's home, where she allegedly flung him at him to the ground. What was Madonna assaulting a thirteen-year-old Keith Sorrentino for? Oh, flung I, him to the ground. I don't know. Wow, it affected his uh, like, urinary tract she, somehow. She doing some MMA training or something? I guess so.
is this? How's your truck doing, Tommy? It doesn't have any severe tire damage, does it? You can turn that down. What the hell is this, techno? This is Kevin McLeod and severe tire damage. What is that, Godzilla? Godzilla said that Madonna makes him some other kind of wedding. <laughs> Stop it, Godzilla. Still at this age? Jesus. Wow. Good for her. <laughs> Godzilla, he'd, he'd be like 13, Adam, in Godzilla years. <laughs> Adam, in 1983, June the 24th, 1993, Adam. Mm-hmm. The California band Severe Tired. Damage. Not this one you played, Adam. Oh, no. is this the wrong one? Yeah, so that, it that, says severe tire again, damage. That's why you leave it. To, that's why you leave it to go see, Adam. <laughs> Don't interject it. Just because you did a great job, I while thought Gosilo I found the, was gone. No. I thought I found the right thing. No, you did it, Adam. But oh. they leave it up to go see, please. Pulled off the first webcast in history in 1993, Adam, June the 24th, 1993. If you didn't catch that, live streaming, Adam. Who was there to watch? A concert from the Xerox Research Center in Palo Alto, California, to an extremely small audience. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Now, check this out. This is the cool part about it. Okay. This is a bunch of uh, computer kind of uh, savant nerdos. So it could have sounded like this song that I found mm, with was... all the little technical, the, the computer sounds or something, right? <laughs> no. But I didn't know they actually played real instruments. They had, oh. you know, drums and guitars oh, okay. and whatnot. Okay. They went ahead and tried this over, you know, when the internet was mainly used for Prodigy or AOL, which, which was just email. Mm-hmm. That's what it was being used for at the time. So they went ahead and so, took up as much broadband as they could. And this was just music only. Music only, right. 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 The amount of time I don't know. But anyway, the following year, Adam, in 1994, the Rolling Stones became the first major artist to webcast. Now, here's the great part about this story. This is just almost as good as the Michael Jackson ripoff. That was a good one. We got to get the you know, Mike, up a notch Michael then. Jackson borrowing yeah. Jeffrey Daniels' <laughs> dance moves. Right. So anyway, when the Rolling Stones, you got to watch this video, I'm telling you. Okay. When the Rolling Stones said, we're going to be the first man in history to webcast. Oh, yeah. They didn't really like do the research or something? Like- it, I think it was the Voodoo Lounge Tour, I think it was what it was during that time. Okay. Or Lounge, excuse so, me. Sounds the, right. The Voodoo Lounge Tour. Right. When they went in to do it, do their webcasting, and they had a bunch of people setting it all up. You know, this is big money production, whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. Mm-hmm. This group right here, severe tire damage, got a wind of it. Mm-hmm. And did another webcast 30 minutes prior to the Stones webcast. The claim of their first ever band. No, and build themselves as the band opening up on the webcast part of the Stone show. It was a big tongue-in-cheek joke. But the cool thing was the mainstream media, Wall Street Journal, the BBC, ABC, NBC, AP, all these these major newscasters picked it up as the band that opened up for the Stones on the webcast. So they kind of (laughs) usurped the moment because it wasn't like, well, the Stones did it. It was, no, this is what opened up for the Stone on the webcast per se taking away still the thunder and they were like well yes they might be the first major band mm, gotcha. to do the webcast but no we're the first band period so comparatively how many listens did their first 
broadcast get versus their second. I wouldn't know. That part, I mean, if I did. Because it seems like they got a bunch of publicity about the other one. Yeah, if they listed it, I don't know. I'm sure that curiosity in 1994 was high, especially for the people who are watching technology. Who knew that in 1994, that was going to be the way to go, especially when, what was it that one Irish group did it for COVID? Remember that? Uh, What was it? uh, The Hardship Murphys or something like that? I forget. What are they called again? Dropkick. The Kick-Ass Murphys. (laughs) Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. Those those guys right there, Uh they did it for COVID. They were the first ones to come up with that. That's right. You know, the pioneers, though, the fathers, the guys who wear the white wigs and all that. (laughs) Oh, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) The forefathers of- uh, 20 years earlier almost. Yes, 20 years. Yeah. Isn't that cool, man? That's insane. 30 years early, actually. Almost, yeah. Okay. 20, whatever it was. We don't do the math. It's that story right there. Man. Very cool. What do you think? That's pretty awesome. I like it. Oh, man. We've gotten better at them. A little bit. This live? It is, of course, live. Listen to the crowd. Adam STP, baby. Mm-hmm. the Pilots. Interstate Love Song. Oh, yeah. 1994. Scott Whalen, yep. the guy who pees on your feet, Adam. <laughs> the pee-pee man. <laughs> yeah. So, I love anything that has to do with STP or Scott Whalen, you know, Velvet Revolver, whatever. I'm always going to bring it into this podcast. All you think about is there's urination. A conne- there's a connection, Adam, yeah, to There is. There is. I, I can feel the power of the rock guys just stir up the air when I mention Scott Whalen. Mm-hmm. Anything about him, mm-hmm. period. And peeing. He, did, on- he wasn't on his period. <laughs> no. And him peeing on your feet, Adam. <laughs> Have you washed your feet by any chance? After Why that? would I do that? <laughs> That's rock star pee. <laughs> did you get some like. The laces? The, or the, the tongue? No, the drops. You didn't get them tattooed? In the area, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want it to get washed away in a rainstorm or something. Yeah. With grunge still growing strong, Adam. Yeah. In 1994, Stone Temple Pilots debut Adam mm. at Numero Uno in America with their second album. Second album, the Purple, Purple. Album. Yeah. Mm-hmm, you got it. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Stone Temple Pilots. I like Stone. I I saw them at their first. Tour you, you where they were opening up for Megadeth. You sustained the bodily functions from them. Yeah, exactly. And then I think for like their next couple tours, I caught them again. I, I bought every album that they made. Mm, good deal. It was really good. It maybe would sadden you to know that they were dethroned by the Lion King soundtrack. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Disney. <laughs> nah, bro. You, you see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. Let's get started. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Historic hip hop rapizzle moment. Yo. Yiggity yo. Adam. Yes, Tommy. It's the historic hip-hop rap pizzle moment, baby. I'm always into these. This is some of my favorite stuff. Last week, Adam, I, I was going to actually bring some emails, but then we'd have to cut into the email segment to let you know. Is that part of our motherfuckeria? You know, I wish. I could have done one out of that, Adam. <laughs> oh, great. Adam, we had some props, Adam. Oh, do we do? 
<laughs> we and did. yes, on how we handled the uh, Urban Dictionary Adam. Oh, the for shizzle, my nizzle. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but that was, uh, we did, that was maybe about 20%. <laughs> of the goodness? There was uh, more goodness beyond Adam, the, it was the like, faux shizzle? It was like 80%. <laughs> oh, 80% was not, some not bad positive? Things, Adam, <laughs> some bad things happened. <laughs> Evidently, 80% thought that we didn't handle that we well. We didn't handle it quite appropriately. <laughs> we have our own rap hizzle dictionary, Adam. Our own? Why, yeah, why would we want to go ahead and use the Urban Dictionary all the time? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. it doesn't work like that. No. <laughs> but Adam, these guys right here. Yes, who is this? They don't need the Urban Dictionary. Why? Because they're the insane clown posse, Adam. Mm. They're so insane, they can't be contained with uh, some sort of dictionary. Mm -hmm. they, they create their own words, their own language. Yes, Adam. I don't know if they can still use the nizzle word themselves. I don't know if they qualify for I, that. I bet they could. <laughs> because they're insane. They're juggalos, Adam. They're, oh, no, not their, their fans are juggalos. I would like to see uh, that happen. Yeah? You'd like <laughs> to see the, the juggalo dictionary? Adam, <laughs> I like to see the juggalos use the nizzle word. Oh. <laughs> All kinds of madness would ensue, Adam. Now, you want to bring, bring this nonsense down. Now, this, <laughs> this is killing my ears. <laughs> when I see uh, certain videos that Godzilla puts out as well, are they from juggalos? Adam, who, who are like uh, doing things, actual like physical abuse to their own body? It just in the name of the juggalo culture? It, would those be the superhuman ones? The ones where I'm going to run face first into this washing machine, <laughs> or I'm going to do a slip and slide on a bunch of jagged rocks and jacks and all sorts of things. Legos, Adam. Lego, <laughs> whatever, whatever it was. That is a juggalo, yeah. And just repeatedly. I don't try know. To hurt I don't myself. know if it's a wannabe juggalo because he goes. Oh, the backflip into a cactus yes, and all he that. Will, he will go. This is for all my juggalos and juggalettes, and then he does the performance. Yes, but if you notice, Adam, they are very spaced apart because he has to recuperate. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> he, what does he say? He says, "This is for all my juggalos and juggalettes, uh, motherfuckers, or something." <laughs> then it goes on that, to throw himself off on some ladder or something uh, yeah, inside, yeah, yeah. into barbed wire. Okay. Is that what this is about? Yes. Uh, that guy? No, 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 Adam. That's a juggalo. That, <laughs> that would be a juggalo, yes. That would be the, the mental state, Adam, of a juggalo. Okay. Gives you an insight to what these fans could do. Yeah, anyway, Adam, hours after shipping 100,000 copies of the Insane Clown Posse album, mm -hmm. What you just heard right here, the Great Malenko. Great Malenko. The group's label, Hollywood Records. Okay. A Disney subsidiary. Oh, <laughs> good. They're under the Disney label. Recalls the shipments over concerns about inappropriate lyrics, Adam. Oh. In 1997 of all times. What? Yeah. Are you kidding yes. me? Yes. I imagine since then they've severed ties with this Hollywood record. Adam, they almost severed ties almost immediately after this. Yeah, Adam. exactly. So after Disney got a hold of this, uh, they got a word of this, mm -hmm. is where they put pressure on Hollywood records. And Hollywood records had signed this is the, like, the major act because the one major act that was going to you know take them over that one million mark because Insane Clown Posse had already on their own distribution terms on their own record label, sold more than a million units themselves. Mm. On their own, Adam. Wow. that's. I didn't know about this insane clown posse fandom until years later. I thought this was just, you know, some white dudes that wanted to be rappers and... Isn't that what it is? Took on the uh, the hip hop rap hizzle. They appropriated the, the culture, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if they're from Detroit. That, that could be a diss, Adam, towards them. Detroit has hardcore rappers as M&Ms. 
and uh, what was his name? Kid Rocks when he was a rapper. Okay. So they, they're coming out of the Detroit Rock City era. So they went ahead and they had signed the Insane Clown Posse. They were betting on making a ton of money, and all of a sudden Disney said, it, it would Whoa, sound like, hold your horses, buddies. It, it would sound like a sure deal because if on the basis of their own promotion, they're able to move a million units. If they get some big organization to back them, you'd think it would exponentially grow. Think about it. These guys could have been the next MC Hammers. <laughs> I bet they would have enjoyed that for a while. <laughs> they would have been hitting people with hammers is what they've been doing. <laughs> Hollywood, Adam, the uh, record label, Hollywood Records, which passed on Nirvana. <laughs> so they make good choices, all, yes. always. Like I said, they had no really big names on their rosters, and they went ahead and took the gamble on this. But unfortunately, Adam, mm-hmm. with all the themes that these guys uh, like talking about, uh, misogyny, Adam, Satanism. Oh, wow. All this uh, wonderful, wholesome stuff. Mm-hmm. There was nothing off the table with these guys. Everything was, let's do it. And they rapped about it. This would be Shaggy 2 Dope Adam and Violent J. You would think, Adam, maybe Shaggy and you're in Disney. You could mm-hmm. say, oh, okay, Shaggy 2 sure. Dope. We're going to. Well, Dope is right in there. Yeah. Disney probably doesn't want to associate themselves with yeah. Dope. Yeah, man, they, they could have said, hey, why, don't you, why don't you Shaggy 2D? You know, just, just mm-hmm. shorten the dope. Mm-hmm. You know, but Violent J. I mean, how about you just be VJ? VJ? <laughs> I don't know what Disney was doing. VJJ. Yes. Vagine J. <laughs> anyway, Disney uses subsidiaries, Adam. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, that's the word. Subsidiaries to deal in markets that are not as family friendly mm. uh, like this one. So, But they just were not going to take any chances. with I've uh, actually told you this before. The specials on Juggalos and on the... I don't know if you've been able to watch any. No. Oh, Adam, that's some great entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Just multiply the superhuman videos. And do just, you think they're magnified, Adam? With that do you shit. think the juggalo culture creates these people, or these people have actually found something that they all enjoy together? They've become this collection. That's yeah. So that's exactly what a culture is. Yeah. But do you think they're being formed by ICP and the influence of their? act and lyrics and stuff? I would say that ICP is the glue that holds them together. Okay. ICP is that one congregation. That's who they come to worship as a collective. Mm. And then all this madness ensues because there's a whole thing. I mean, we've spoken about ICP before. They have conventions and shit like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the shows are just completely crazy. They they soak the venues full of this uh, Fago pop drink. Uh, yeah, what is that? So it's a cheap soda, it's like, mm. and they shake it, and they blow it all over the place. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> Just so it's everybody's sticky and coated yes, with yes. this stuff? Yeah, they also put them inside of uh, like water guns, and this is huge water guns. It's a whole thing. And it's just soda. You have to watch the, one of these... Uh, There's not alcohol the, in there? One of these documentaries, Adam. You got to check it out, man. Believe it or not, who turned me on to ICP? anything that was ICP, I told you this before, was Crystal. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, Crystal, be careful now. How do you know about this? Juggalette, right <laughs> you know, there. Yeah, I know. She she denied it. She denied it vehemently, Adam. She said, no. Did she? Yes. <laughs> well, she, you sure know a lot for not being a juggalette. <laughs> well, I know a lot only because of what I've seen on the TV. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I don't think I qualify, Adam, to be a juggalo. Mm. Probably not. <laughs> I don't have the right ethnicity for that. <laughs> you don't think they're accepting of other ethnicities? No, I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't go yo, yo, yo and stuff like that either, you know. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
says I only break it down at him through uh, hip hop rap hizzle dictionary. Adam. That's true. That's the only way I do it. News of Disney's recall, Adam, mm-hmm. makes ICP more popular than ever. Whenever you get that bit of negative stuff in the news, saying, oh, this is too hot to handle, this is not for the public, we have to pull this off the shelves, it makes people want it more. Kind of compared at a smaller level to what happened with the uh, two live crew. crew. Yes. of course. They had some comparison to that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was declared, Adam, legally obscene by whatever lawyers, whatever the hell it was, and they said, the hell with this. Thank you. But it cost them a lot of freaking money to recall all those units running around on there, Adam. Wow. This weekend. Oh, yeah. Whoa, we're getting bluesy. No, Adam, this is not bluesy. This, this is, is not bluesy. Kiss. What? That's right, baby. Rise to it. Mm. I think this is off hotter than hell. So you have a look of like a sphinx on the front cover? Yeah. That's what it was? Yeah. Adam 2000, Adam, today in history. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go a little bit uh, current, if you want to call it that. <laughs> 22 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss, it just seems like that, you know? <laughs> I know. God, June the 24th, 2020. Kiss, they auctioned off $8,800,000, Adam. Worth of costumes, instruments, and tour memorabilia, including Gene Simmons' Psycho Circus tour wear, including his famous <laughs> cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> Guess how much that How much did the cod piece go for? Okay, so all of the items together were eight hundred and eighty-eight. All of them together. That's right. I'm gonna imagine. And this is coming out of the of that gigantic Kiss warehouse that they have out there in Los Angeles. I'm gonna imagine seven hundred and fifty thousand oh. dollars for the cod piece. <laughs> you're actually a little uh, high, Adam. A little yes, low, just a tad bit. You're a little low. Flattering <laughs> a, a Kiss fan like myself, Adam. Oh, oh, oh! How much did it go for? It went for thirty-two thousand two hundred dollars, Adam. Just for a cover of. Just something to go over yes, a, a, a person's genitals? Anything, Adam, that uh, graced the pingy of uh, Mr. Gene Simmons. Well, the way he talks about it, it's legendary. Yes, Adam. <laughs> I will agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> it was short, Adam. I told you. It was... I didn't think it was short. Was it short? <laughs> the piece was, Adam. What his piece? The historic piece. Oh, the. Oh. <laughs> Adam, this is Mr. Eric Clapton, Adam. It is. Real quick, Adam, 2004, a Fender Stratocaster, Adam. That Eric Clapton. This is 2004. I don't remember the date. Okay. That Eric Clapton nicknamed Blackie. <laughs> Fender Stratocaster nicknamed Blackie. Oh, no, no, no. Cocaine. <laughs> Sold at the Christie's auction, Adam, for $959,500, Adam. Hold on. So just four years after the Kiss auction of all of their material was $888,000, this one guitar, one Blackie, earned more 
Oh my yes, God! Yes. Anyway, I was in New York. Got him, and Chrissy's at New York. Now, why, why was this $959,000? Why was this particular guitar so valued? Is it rarity, or was it used to record specific legendary songs or something? What could it be? Adam, he was recorded this song we just heard right here. Cocaine. Cocaine and some other ones. I, some other famous ones that I'm not even going to try to even mention because I failed, Adam, to copy. <laughs> but it was a shit ton list. The thing was, Adam. Blackie was his go-to. Yes, Blackie was his go-to guitar. Now, here's the deal, Adam. We don't know when exactly he had named his guitar Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wasn't back when he was on stage saying, we need to get the immigrants out of here. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe he's he said this guitar. I'm going to call you Blackie now, and I have to sell you and get rid of you. You think you know better? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service. Ooh, Adam, what's this? This is very poppy, isn't it? Very, yeah. Energetic. What do we have here, buddy? This is from an organization called Nerd Dad Music. And they're singing about the peacock. I can can believe it. Oh, peacock in his habitat. Adam, 2011, June the 22nd, 2009. It was reported in the Irish press, Adam, that Bono's wandering peahen was causing havoc for some South Dublin race. Peacan? Peahen. Peahen. Okay. The peahen, the less spectacular oh. colored female partner the dr- of the male peacock. The drab, horrible looking female. Yes, yeah. yes, Adam. Got you. Had arrived in the Ardmore housing estate in Killingney near to where the singer lived. So it must have went to another estate. Okay. Passing. Yes, it's trespassing, exactly. Got it. One newspaper ran the headline. Mm-hmm. Adam, it's great. Okay. Bono's cock drives me nuts. <laughs> that's, wor- that's worth it right there. It gets better, Adam. Just this, is the the only, this is the only reason I picked this. Because <laughs> I saw you frowning, Adam. Wait. I saw you frown, Adam. <laughs> When I mentioned Bono, <laughs> local woman Adam Susan McKeon—that's a very Irish name—sure said she first noticed the bird Adam at night, okay. and she said, "This is a quote, Adam. It had a tiny head and a huge body." <laughs> okay. Oh, now check this—is better. It gets better. Bono, it does was, it sound like your cock? <laughs> It was actually quite ugly, but I didn't think it had fully grown. (laughs) Yo, man. I know you see me here, dude. That's too much. The hell's this? No, no, no. This is my parking space, man. Um, This is a. Yeah, Frog and Smog Films and, and go out the way you a song it. about Whole Foods parking what? lot. Oh, wow. Yo, it's about to get real in the Whole Foods parking lot, man. It's getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot. Oh. I got my steel and you know it gets excellent, Adam. Yes, very, very excellent. Parking lot, Adam. Uh, MP, Minister of Parking, Andrew Turner, Adam, called for a review of procedures after thousands of rock fans, Adam. 
were delayed for hours heading to the Isle of Wight Festival. Mm -hmm. After heavy rain, cars were unable to park in waterlogged fields. Mm. This is a humongous festival. Yeah. Worldly recognized that. And I'd like to go someday to that. Mm -hmm. To me, it's the characteristic of it is the amusement park and the humongous Ferris wheel in the background. Oh, okay. I think Coachella kind of like stole that idea, as I'm going to say. I really don't know if that's true or not, but I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. So you guys can look it up as well, see if I'm right or wrong. Was a festival able to go on if the people couldn't actually park anywhere? Uh, Leading to gridlock, Adam, as about 55,000 people headed to the site. Some fans were stuck in traffic, Adam. Yeah. You ready to answer your question right now? Yeah. For 16 hours, one, six. 16 Stuck in traffic. Adam, yes, for sweet 16 hours. On the way to the festival, yes. Wow. But it wasn't a big deal because Elbow, Lana Del Rey, Bruce Springsteen oh. were amongst the performers. Those are the, those are the only ones we missed? <laughs> those are the performers of that day. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> They were spared, Adam. They yeah, were, they, they were saved. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet Springsteen still did three hours and forty-five minutes. Oh man! <laughs> Even for the eighteen people that were there. Oh my gosh, that's nuts! As nuts as Bono's cock. <laughs> there are song lyrics. I never brag how real I keep it, cause it's the best secret. There are also lyrics that will captivate your imagination. And then there are the Tommy and Adams hard to name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. Adam. Yes, Tom. And what season are we? What season did we start? We just got this into week, Adam. We just got into our summer season. Mm-hmm. Released in the summer of 1986, Adam. Okay. It peaked number four on the Billboard chart, Adam, and stayed on there for 33 weeks, Adam. Okay. Off their landmark album that kept them rolling, Adam, is none other than. Yeah. Adam, uh-huh. Summer Nights, baby, Van Halen. <laughs> oh, Adam. <laughs> I love it. Wow. I did not get to see this perform live, Adam. I did not. I definitely did. Seen many videos, Adam. Yes. Woo. I uh, love it. Let's go real quick into Man, some of these uh, lyrics. Go see Lil Stop It for a second. Now, as I understand, this was a song in the David Lee Roth era, and it had actual David Lee Roth lyrics at one point. Okay. But then they took the song and, of course, gave it to Sammy. Sammy worked out his own lyrics for the whole thing, and now we have Summer Nights as it is. Adam, this song was written by the Van Halen brothers. Sure. Michael Anthony and, yes, Adam, the red rocker himself, Mr. Sammy Hagar. Yeah. All four contributed to this album, 5150. All four are credited on the album as uh, songwriters. It starts with this uh, Mm -hmm. that you just heard here that you so eloquently (laughs) 
expelled from your suffocus. Okay. (laughs) Usually usually it's not good when I expel something from my esophagus. Okay, good deal. (laughs) And then it came hey, and then oh yeah. Those are the lyrics I like. Those are it, Adam. The good thing about this song, it was not the first single off that album. No? Was it Best of Both Worlds? We'll go back to that, Adam. Okay. It says, ain't no way I'm getting home tonight. Mm Mm-mm. I'll, I'll be, be out until the morning, the morning light. light. There you go. Yeah. Uh, like you know these lyrics, Adam. Some uh, almost like the Tom Petty one a couple of weeks ago. I'm almost out now. Just a hanging around in the local parking lot. Whole Foods parking lot. Oh, checking out all the girls, seeing what they got. See what they got, yeah. Adam. Yeah, you know this, Adam. <laughs> I understand. Let me see. 1987. Did I say six? 1986, so Adam was, what, 12 years old? Yeah. So your brain could still, yeah, your brain is probably checking out lyrics at this point. Or checking out girls and seeing what they got. Yes, Adam, yes. You're checking already at the hoo-hahs and the breasticles and everything else that comes at that age. Whatever they have there. Yes, Adam. Adam, you are feeling your pee hen. Well, what? uh, (laughs) Like Bono's. (laughs) (laughs) Probably probably quite a bit of that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Go see, hit it again. <laughs> and there's that first piece that we're just talking about right there, Adam. Mm-hmm. Listen to the power of that guitar. Ah, I love it. So signature. It's an actual riff, but it kind of makes you think, is it a riff, is it not a riff? And there you go. That's the second part of it. And this is actually the pre-chorus, Adam. All right, I'm going to stop it here before it goes into the chorus, Adam. Okay. Yeah, they love it when me and the boys want to play, play some, some love with them human, human toys. toys. Oh, boy. What's I he talking what, about there? I wonder what that means, Adam. <laughs> What's he talking and about? There's no mystery there, Adam. You know, usually we find mysteries in these songs. Uh, I'm going to say that they're just going to bang chicks. That's a, just that's, <laughs> it's that simple, Adam. <laughs> We're going to go to the early days of the uh, podcast that I used to tell all songs are about banging chicks, Adam. And this one is pretty much uh, the, uh, yeah. And, and he claims they're going to love it. Yes. <laughs> We wind them up and let them go at them, just like the toys. (laughs) Well, that's what you do with human toys, I guess. (laughs) Maybe like those toys that I found out about, Adam, when I did the uh, the St. Valentine's special. Anyway, but whoa, oh yeah, whoa, yeah, woo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Here we go. Let's go see it. Yes, Adam. Adam, mm-hmm. do we really need to explore these lyrics? I mean, even talk about it. I mean, they're so clear. Yeah. Adam, just so you'll know, this was the first song Sammy Hagar recorded with Van Halen. The very first one they put okay. down. Sounds you right. Know, when he joined the band back in 1985. Mm-hmm. Hagar recounts in his memoir, Red. My uncensored life in rock. What'd you say? We started playing, and the engineer, Don Landy, 
recorded everything we did. I made up the first line on the spot summer nights and my radio. It just popped into my head the first time I heard that riff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. I really it's, had. It's so basic, but it's so rock and roll. It's just like, we're going to play some loud music. We're going to be out here all night with these ladies, and we're going to enjoy playtime. Now, check it out. And the constructions of songs, Adam, which you know I am uh, mm. I'm now an alum okay. of. I am yeah. studying that, Adam. Tell me. The rest of the song, I scatted my way through it. Like no real lyrical construction? Nuh-uh. <laughs> but I really had my scat together. I would say so. Oh, And wow. he couldn't believe it. Dave apparently didn't have good rhythm and wasn't a great singer. Nah, here comes the jab. Yeah, he didn't need to go there. And he said he didn't have any range either. I want to go ahead and say he's wrong. I've seen David Lee Roth live. You know, not, not the one that we yeah, saw. Okay. And I was singing Eddie's guitar licks with him. Mm. So yes, Adam, Summer mm. Nights and my radio. Well, that's all we need, baby. Don't you know? Don't you know? We celebrate when the gang's all here. Oh, hot summer nights, baby. That's my time of the year. Who doesn't remember, Adam? In their youth, mm-hmm. you're not in school, you're screwing around. Bit of freedom. You got sure. a lot. Not it depends what age you are and depends what, who your parents are. Mm. You have a lot of freedom, Adam. Mm. Okay, sure. <laughs> and, I guess so. And you're chilling. You really have no direction. You crank on that radio, man, and boom, here comes your song. And this so happens to be a great song about that, Adam. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great summer songs, Adam. Okay. A lot of great ones. Of course. But this one always sticks out for me because it's just hard rock in your face and it just exudes out of all these memories, extracts all these memories deep within your brain as you're chilling to your favorite song. And in this case, probably these guys had cars, maybe, maybe not, you know, things of that nature, things that you as a youth Adam want to long for. You can just go out to the point and park out there, crank up car radio, put your Van Halen cassette in there, listen to Summer Nights, dancing the night away. Touching boobies. And <laughs> Why would you do that? Adam? What? Those are birds. Oh, yeah. uh, boobies? I, I think <laughs> I think they're extinct too. Oh, are they? Maybe they were still around Adam when, when you were yeah. I thought I've seen some recently. <laughs> Here goes the second verse, Adam. I'm not gonna interrupt too much. Adam. <laughs> what do you think about it's that? Just, it's just so simple. Adam, it's like, I gotta lie, you got a pole, Adam. What's another what's another summer activity? I'll meet you down at the fishing pole, Adam. <laughs> Adam, I wouldn't say you got a pole, Adam. I would have said I have a pole. <laughs> That's a kind of a twist to the pre-chorus, Adam. It goes right back into the chorus again. It says summer nights in my radio, and it goes over and over again. And then it finishes it off with the, oh, yeah. Here you're going to have the classic Van Halen brothers slash Michael Anthony harmonies when they go, ah, boom, summer nights. That's mm. part of the song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what makes it not only uh, with Eddie Van Halen's uh, riffs and guitar playing, but this is what makes it, to me, Tommy Martinez, in my opinion, that's what makes it a Van Halen record. Mm. Let's see. Well, you know, there's there's the bridge in the in the uh, in the song. Come on, speed it up, baby. 
There we go. Yeah, this makes it a Van Halen song. You're right. Unmistakable, Adam. Here he goes. There's that little break. We're going to let it go there. Adam. That's a great one. That is, Adam, the lyrics that'll blow, Adam. Your mind and everything else you got going on tonight, Adam. <laughs> As you reminisce. So, the Tommy yeah. and Adam's hard-to-name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. Mm. Adam, rock and roll birthdays, baby. Born. On this week. Mm-hmm. Who could Joy, it be? Joy Kramer, Adam. Mm. The guy behind this drum kit right here. June the 21st, Adam, of 1950. 72 years old, Adam. Yeah, they're getting up there, those guys. <laughs> drummer with Aerosmith, Adam. That's right. that. Mick Fleetwood, another drummer, Adam. Born June the 24th, 19... <laughs> Here we go. I just I have no luck with go Cecil. What what's going on, man? Can we just have Van Halen in the background the entire show? <laughs> Mick Fleetwood Adam from Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac Adam. Sure. Lionel Richie Adam. He was oh, born June on the twentieth. Yes, dancing on the what? Ceiling. Really? Isn't that what he I does? thought it was three times a lady. He does that too. Isn't dancing on the ceiling the fiddler on the roof? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, Adam, Ann Wilson. Of heart. The singer that evokes emotion out of you. Adam. Great pipes. Yes, Cindy Lauper. Mm. She is 69 today, Adam. Oh, 69. Whoa. June the 23rd of 1953, Adam. Oh, by the way, Ann Wilson is also 72. Oh, Just wow. So you know. Yep, 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 yep. Paula Abdul. Mm-hmm. Straight up now, tell me. Yes, June the 19th, 1963, Adam. She is, Adam, F- F- yeah, 59. 59 years old. Yeah. Yes, and we all know who she is because she is a singer, Adam. Mm-hmm. She is a chorea- choreographer. choreographer. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Yes, and she's Adam. also a judge sometimes. She's a voice actress, Adam, a dancer, and Adam, yes, you're right, a judge on American Idol. Adam. Mm, that's right. But mm-hmm. here on the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast, we finally like to remember her as uh-huh. in her guest star role in the great movie Bruno Adam. <laughs> what's up? I'm Bruno. <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with this. That's, that's where she shined at him. <laughs> it's the best work she ever did. Oscar worthy of you ask me Adam. <laughs> oh, let's go. I love butts. Like here's her butt. What are you gonna do? I'm so excited. You don't understand. I'm so obsessed with butts, and I want my butt to be <laughs> colossal, so this is very exciting. AKA 
get a hickey on my butt from this? I think it's bat related. I don't. <laughs> it is time to read my rump, Adam. Okay. Not my rump, though, Adam. You know, <laughs> uh, one of these patients, I hope Adam. So. I uh, actually came in early, Adam, to our uh, our medical consultation office. Mm-hmm. Oh. Adam and I was going through some records, and uh, we had a patient, Adam, that actually requested an immediate reading, Adam, if we had an opening of a cancellation. So we had a cancellation, and this, Adam, I was believe. It, was it deemed an emergency? Yes, it was almost deemed an emergency. So I think we need to go ahead and immediately call upon, let's see if the, uh, the Lords of the G-String app also, Adam, uh, schedules appointments. So let's see if uh, she's popping up in this. Okay. Uh, all right adam what do we have what oh oh, yes yes adam she she's loaded yeah she's i believe adam go ahead and read it adam uh soy nieva Naiva, S- yes, close enough, Adam. What is it? Go ahead. Uh, how do you go say ahead, it? Just go ahead and. How do you just, say it? I think it says naiva. Naiva. Yes, soy naiva. S o y n e i v a, and yes, she has Adam. a blue check mark by oh, her name. Oh, she's verified. Okay. She oh, eleven point eight million. What is it with these verified patients of ours, Adam? That I love their rump being red. Being verified means that there's some sort of something that happens. To people, when they see the check mark, you know you're getting something of quality. That's why people are following these check marked people. I believe the day that she took her profile picture out, of- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she had the appropriate jeans on. That look, wait a minute, is she wearing <laughs> jeans? <laughs> Where, where's the denim? <laughs> <laughs> the denim's back at the store where she bought the jeans at. <laughs> I'm looking for the denim. The denim is the hip on down, Adam. There's just a big opening in the back. Adam, go ahead and read some of these specifics here on this. This is for Naiva Mara. Mara, yes. All right, public figure. And she says in her next line, I am Naiva Mara. Oh, that's it. That's simple. Your teacher. She's a teacher. Oh! To see more of me, she has www.soynaiva. I am tempted, Adam, but since we are right now on the clock at the hospital, Adam, at our consultation office. She's followed by Musa Donorte. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget, go see it. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Adam, she has some other stuff here. It says places ideas. Oh, where, where's that at? Underneath it. This is on this Lords of the G-String app on oh, this okay. side. Remember, you have an Apple Lords of the G-String app. Oh. My app is for uh, uh, for Android apps. Now, I would look at her submissions here. I would think her submissions, she really wants to get the reading done because she's given a lot of photos okay, of, yeah. of the area that needs to be read. Adam, I would say, to make it simple, our listeners who do not have downloaded yet the Lords of the G-String app mm-hmm. from from the Tommy and Adam Hart, the name podcast.com website. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go to the second photograph, Adam, from the top down. All right. That would be the one we shall go ahead and do the reading. So everybody knows she is wearing some sort of a pink thong and some sort of a puffy armed checkerboarded pink yes, top. Yes, yes. But before we do the examination, Adam. Paging, Dr. Adam. Paging, 
Dr. Tommy. Your patient is here for her exam. Yes, she is, Adam. She is here. Let us scrub her hands, Adam, with antibacterial soap. Okay. Get our uh, scrubs on, Adam. Yes, I'm putting on my hat, Adam. If you notice my hat, my my surgical hat. I don't think you need the face shield anymore. I don't. I don't. (laughs) I have a picture of Gosil on top of my hat up here, Adam. So that should make us... You doctors are the best rheumatologists. Well, thank you, Kyra. She's a wonderful young lady. Thank you. Yes, yes. She's a great receptionist, Adam. So if we go, let's open this, this picture real quick. You know, usually you find if there's a second one, but associated to it. There's a third. Adam, we hit the nail on this one. <laughs> <laughs> now, does, does this have any significance on what we do? If you look at the first image, okay, week in and week out, we don't really have occasion to see thigh gap because usually the area is so... <laughs> right, Godzilla. Godzilla, that gap is not for anything that has to do with telescoping. Nor is it a peephole. <laughs> because usually it's so voluminous in the area, there's really not any ability to have thigh gap. Yeah. I still say this is the correct picture, though. The first one. Yes, Adam. The second oh, I mean, one. it is. The third one could be used to confirm diagnosis. The diagnosis, yes. But it's also, a, it's got a additional coverage. It, yes, but still, you could see the formations of what the shape, but we're not going to go to the shape first, Adam. We're going to go, the diagnosis will be the last thing, Adam, that we will be doing on uh, this consult. So, Dr. Adam? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tommy. <laughs> Let's try to get get through this. (laughs) Please stay away from the reels. (laughs) Dr. (laughs) Concentrate, Adam. Concentrate. All right. Concentrate, Adam. First image. (laughs) The first image, Adam. Here's the hemispheres. Uh, That's where we usually go. Just so you'll know, a quick refresher. So all of our, uh, Mm -hmm. until we really get going with this rumpology readings, the left side, Adam, would be the past. The right side, Adam, would be the future. And the middle, Adam, is the divide of the hemispheres that connect, Adam, to the brain, Adam. (laughs) So Connects to my brain, I'll tell you. (laughs) Since I've been doing the past... Go ahead. You grab the pass today. So we can- <laughs> I, get to gra- I get to grab it? Big butt. <laughs> do I use both hands? No, Adam, you can this? do it. It's the left okay. side, Adam. The left side. Well, what this is telling me. Hold on. Let me, let me to zoom here. It's difficult to get a reading when it's got a perfect surface. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no dimpling. We're at a standing position. Adam, but there is legs a mole, are locked. Adam, there is a mole, Adam. No, where? Yes, look at in it. the pa- past. Yes, there is a mole right there towards the right side of that glute. Okay, mole. There, there is a mole on the way down from the top. Oh yeah, I see it. It's there. It has a presence. What does that denote? What do you What do you know. get from that? Here, let me pull out my reference material, Adam. Here. Okay. Mm. Adam, could it be that huh? somebody was practicing a uh, target practice there, Adam? <laughs> With what, a javelin? <laughs> what? <laughs> mm. Mm, well, 
what does her past hold, Adam? Her past? Her past holds about Adam. I said past holds, Adam, not hold. <laughs> get get my English correct. I think just the past holds about eighteen pounds, <laughs> and it is it's um, really magnificent. Um, but my thirty exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the clarification, Doctor Adam. I feel the past has the mole. But the future, the mole has been erased. She has erased the blemish of her past. Oh, so her past she might have had her a... past has had difficulty or, or or trouble. Something she may want to hide, Adam. There could be some sort of a a mystery involved in her past. I, I can't really see what that mystery may, might be. Maybe a lover that she doesn't want to acknowledge. Maybe could be could be some indiscretion she's made. Perhaps she was. Uh, Adam, she looks so was, wholesome. What kind of indiscretion can she do? Maybe she was uh, forced into prostitution <laughs> via the Man Act or something. You leave this house now. But but yeah, something in her past, which is now a blemish that has been erased into her future. So she mm. has uh, progressed to a brighter and more just as voluminous future, but without that blemish. Hmm. What do you see in the future? I see, Adam. Well, number one, Adam, I th- we're gonna gonna have to pull out. You know that scale that they were using in the swinger parties to measure the uh, the weights of the boobies mm-hmm. and things. Of- yeah, we might need a scale, Adam, to put one cheek on there. Okay. Okay. Oh, so to, to the- do a comparison. Yes, Adam. So yes, to see how well distributed mm. the uh, the hemispheres are, Adam, because. Uh, the hemisphere on the left looks, according to the picture, Adam, this is why doing rumpology readings with pictures is a little bit more difficult. Because if we were in person, Adam, we would be able to do a 360 right. in person, Adam. And you'd be able to feel, you'd be able to perhaps strike yes. and see the wave, the ripple that comes off of yes, that Adam, strike. But, yes, but they would be with latex gloves, Adam. Of course. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> of course. I don't know why you suggest otherwise. <laughs> you know, I would, I would actually. That's how I would confirm. I could tell you uh, by what I'm seeing that this is not to Ral, Adam. Mm-hmm. This is not to Ral. Not only is it not to Ral, I think she works out her legs more than she does her glutes. Well, her legs do look very stout. So her future, Adam, mm. is going to be continuous work, Adam. Hard work, as a matter of fact. But well-rooted. Um, yes, but is, again, yeah. correct. You are hit, hit it on the nail again. Yeah. There's a lot of foundation on that. Maybe she needed this rumpology reading just to confirm that that's the, the road that she needs to be on. Her path is set on the proper path, and she was just yes. a verification to know, hey, how are things going? She's well, yeah, saying, right, what's right, right. what's my north here, Dr. Tommy? Sure. And I would say, keep doing what you're doing. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's my professional opinion, Dr. Adam. <laughs> Since she is a part of Musado Norte. Right, Remember, right, Norte right, right. is north. Right. Got you. <laughs> there's a connect, that, that's your north. There's a connection in there somewhere. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh-huh. So, Adam, let's go to the other one where we will give the diagnosis. Not the middle one, Adam. The middle, oh, the middle one? No, no, not the middle one. We're gonna buy, oh, we're gonna no. bypass the middle one because if you notice, that's Adam, a, that's a frontal. Actually, I was speaking with uh, Agent X three, which we're gonna change him to Doctor X three. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And he was telling me, Adam, okay. the way the inner thighs work up through the pelvis area. 
as the way they curve, the way they're shaped, the way their line defines them, Adam, mm -hmm. will let you know, Adam, even before getting a gander, a glimpse of the size or the potential size of the gluteus maximus on the other side. On the you, front? Yes. Yeah, so if you look at that, those lines. This one? Yes. If you go at those lines, depending on how far they go out, how they're curved in, you could probably estimate, you could probably guesstimate, Adam, that that circumference there on the back area. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> that beautiful specimen of a rumpalumpo <laughs> back there, Adam, is not flat, Adam. Oh. So that one will not be a square, Adam. You mean so, the, the lines in here? From yeah. that region? Yes, Adam. Okay. Those same lines right there. Oh. So, so the top of the leg, as the leg attaches to the upper torso yes. in, in that little crease. Got it. That could determine the size, Adam. If it is a flat, Adam, if it is a juicy, I mean, not a juicy, <laughs> if it is a plentiful, <laughs> good in plenties. But it, Got it. Now let's go to the third one, Adam. Okay. And uh, give it, Adam. Is it oh. heart shape, Adam? Wow. Okay. No. Is it, it is not heart shape. It is not heart shape. Is it Adam? Is it apple shape, Adam? Where is the volume? The volume is in the gravity is taking all the volume to the bot of that region. So it it's is, definitely yes. pear. This is a pear. It's unequivocal. This would be the poster child for the the pear. Yes. Pear bottom. Yes, Adam. Mm. And the pear is really an inverted heart because if not mm. the volume, of course, absolutely, Adam, a doctor, Adam. Excuse me. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. Uh, you came very fast to that conclusion, Dr. Adam. Yes. I've been known to come very fast to conclusions. <laughs> it's difficult being more mature than your father. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Soy Nevia, Adam. Oops. I don't need close. Let me close this this page up immediately so we can run right into this. Okay. Just handle this as best you can, my friend. Well, it's time for our hashtag. What the for hope? Tommy, what do you know about monkeypox? Uh, isn't that the uh, no? That's the monkey virus. Monkeypox is that the new thing that Fauci had discovered? The monkey virus, or <laughs> it is, is a new thing. It's it's similar to the smallpox virus, but it happened. It originated in Africa, and it was on the monkeys. And sometimes it gets transmitted to humans through mm. like uh, cracks in the skin it's or the, whatever. It's the most things. recent thing. Is that it's correct? The most recent okay. things. Most recent trouble we're in. Oh, okay. So uh, people can uh, catch monkeypox by touching infectious skin lesions, but it can also be spread through the air during sustained face-to-face -face contact. I guess it could be airborne, but it has. You know, you have to really project that's, that air into somebody. That's human-to-human -human contagion. It could be. Yes. So these, the guidance now is coming from the centers of disease control, mm. our, our friends who tell us how to, how to live our lives now. Not the WHO, those, those pests. No, this is the CDC. <laughs> it's, the, it's our own pests, it's domestic ones. And their guidance says anyone who has the disease must not have sex. Say what? That's right. But for those who ignore the advice. Adam, I will protect myself better from, 
(laughs) From the monkey virus than the COVID virus. The agency has published a list of do's and don'ts for under the bed sheets. All right. What they want you to do. Mm -hmm. If you or a partner has monkeypox, the best way to protect yourself and others is to not have sex of any kind, oral, anal, vaginal, any of it, and to not kiss or touch each other's body while you're sick, especially with rashes and sores. How about if you get some meals for more? (laughs) Postmates. Postmates, Adam, yes. So what the CDC has put out is a step. Maybe instead of doing the the physical act of sex, you could try virtual sex. Oh. Where, you know, you get on your phone. That's safe. Distant, right? Masturbate six feet apart (laughs) where you're not touching each other, but you can look at the other person doing something to themselves. I feel uncomfortable all of a sudden, Adam. We're six feet apart. (laughs) If you have sex, wash your hands, your sexual toys, your sexual apparatus, mm. immediately afterwards mm. to good, try to good prevent hygiene. infection. Avoid kissing. This is not good. No so, kissing. So wash your pee hand out of it. Or wear clothes while doing sex. Like springing. Like like a dry humping, I guess would be. Springing out of Springing? Oh, no. <laughs> Bouncing thing? Uh, <laughs> or they want to bring back what the British disease control place put out last Maybe employ glory holes. Where <laughs> you put genitals through a hole where you have a wall separating the two so you're, you get less r- abrasions and things. Okay. Right? But uh, unfortunately, these sores seem to pop up around the genitals and the anus. Oh. So man. that sucks for trying to have uh, a sexual things. These are our guidance that the CDC is putting a lot of hard work into. Don't have sex, but if you do, try not to touch. And don't touch anus. I'm good and there. don't touch vag. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Keep your hands to yourself. But enjoy yourself somehow. Oh, fucking monkey box. That's, that's our what the hole is. It's garbage. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Sound of the Week. Adam, I must say that uh, the Sound of the Week has taken a second seat, Adam, to your Zeppelin. Oh, is it, has it fallen down the rankings? Me, yeah, yeah. Wow. Even though last week, I'm telling you, we've mentioned it a few times already in the podcast, Adam, that, uh, what is it again? The uh, Postmates. Postmates, Adam. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good advertisement. That was really good. All right. Well, we got new music like we usually do. In the first game of my rookie season, I was way out of my league. Molly coddled in a coliseum. Any idea, Tommy? Well, this is a song called Thank You and Good Night by the band Weezer. Oh! And they have a new, I think it's an EP. And it's called uh, Seasons, S-Z-N-Z, Summer. So summer season. Maybe they'll have a new EP for each season. Who knows? But that's the first one. We have another song as well. I like this one, Tommy. 
How do I know this one? This one is what all the kids are wanting these days, a little thrash. Megadeth, Adam. Megadeth. Yes. We'll actually, be back. Actually, I did not. I, I had not heard it yet. Let me second it. Gocilo, gocilo. I hadn't heard it yet. Uh-huh. But I knew once, once. Oh, definitely would have hit it right there. Of course. Yeah. Dave Mustaine. Love it. Yep. There is. Oh, wow. Uh, I wish. Let me see, Adam. Now that, that you say this. Uh, shit, I erased it. There was some uh, some uh, commentary on this already mm-hmm. on the Meta web pages. Okay, what they say? Uh, it was, it was. They liked it. They were the most of them were were uh, you know like fuck Megadeth instead of you know Mega the shit. Or, you know, I just fucked that so up. So there's a lot of negative uh, no, response. No, no, hold on, hold on. Let me just. See. So I'm all confused here. You know, instead of Megadeth sucks, it was like Megadeth fucks. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. what? It was a lot of good stuff, Adam. It was oh, all, yeah, it was all meant, positive. That's it was good. meant positive. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, this is back to their thrash roots. People, I think, probably got the sense that this is like back to their '90s thrashing sounds. It's pretty good. I thought yeah. it was. Yeah, it was pretty heavy. Dude. The new album, "The Sick, The Dying, and the Dead," is coming That's out. That's what. Yeah. On uh, September second. New drummer, I believe they have. No. Uh, well. It's a recent drummer, but a new bass player as well. There you go. Of course, yeah, because they had taken out our our number one fan. (laughs) That's right. I'm really excited about that. And we have one more piece of audio. Okay. I think you know about this incident where our president was out on a bike ride and and toppled over. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, we have some footage. I've seen some video and... uh... Regular memes on this one, yeah. We have some footage of that event. They had ones that were like cameras that were like really close, and they have some that were like. I found one that was kind of a bit off in the distance, okay, a little okay, bit. Okay, okay, okay. But we, our special events recording team, wasn't there, Adam. I guess. <laughs> no, no. It was just, this was just random, uh, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Gorilla video. I was gonna say, man, they're good. You can hear them coming. He couldn't get his foot out of the little toe cage thing oh, on the pedal, man. and he toppled right over. Oh, come on, oh, yeah, and he went down. I didn't know he was using a little bell. Why am I not surprised? At him? It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the week. Wow. <laughs> It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Mora Hokaria of the week. Adam, we have yapped for a long time on this podcast. I'm afraid to look at the time on it, but we got to get this motherfucker in. Okay. Adam, what do you know about fruit, my friend? Fruit? Yes. I know that people at my house love a watermelon. Oh, uh, yes. The kind that you eat as nourishment. That's what I'm talking, yes, That's what I'm talking about. Okay. An orange. An orange has been uh, cut up and juiced at our house. A bunch of bananas, a bit of, a bit of grapery in the in the in the fridge, some strawberries, and even even a blackberry or two. Quite a bit, quite a bit of fruit. Did you also know, Adam, that it has powerful symbolism, Adam? 
Oh, the peach definitely has a good symbolism. That could uh, actually transmit, Adam, feelings and messages of sensuality, Adam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> then uh, you may not look at fruit the same ever again after this. <laughs> okay. Adam, according to Fruit Punch magazine, Adam, did you know that despite of seeing most assuming of objects... Fruits, Adam, have been used many years to evoke sensations, Adam, mental, Adam, transmissions of sensuality and sex, mm. Adam. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you know, Adam, that the apple is associated with mm. temptation and sin? Sin, absolutely. The pomegranate, Adam. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Very popular recently. Adam, yes. It was not very popular in my whole childhood, but now all of a sudden there's pomegranate everywhere. I think it's because of the, uh, what is it, the oxidants, the, what is it? The antioxidant? Antioxidant, there you go. Yeah. According to the Greek mythology, Adam, it grew out of blood pouring from the wounded penis of Agdestus. Release the Kraken! Wow. That's quite a story. <laughs> Due to its many seeds, Adam, yeah. the pomegranate is associated to fertility. Mm. A fig, Adam, it symbolizes both knowledge and loss of innocence that comes with wisdom. Because of the fig leaf? Mm-hmm. And check it out. Covering Eve, your genitals? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's Eve covered up with fig leaves mm-hmm. in the, uh, the first uh, sin story, Adam. Right. Okay. But the biggie is the Greco-Roman culture. The fig is associated with female genitalia, Adam. Okay. Mainly because the fig split at the seam. Oh. Vagina. <laughs> this is the sexual. So just, a, just an appearance. This is just the sexual thing. podcast. Adam. We're sure not in St. Valentine's again. Anyway, grapes, Adam, linked to wine, which sure. is also linked to debauchery. So you could do some All crazy right. shit. Drunk sex can be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Sexually, so. Adam. I so. guess so. Yeah, thanks. But the fruit I'd like to highlight today, Adam, is the pineapple. Okay. <laughs> You're smiling, Adam. <laughs> An upside down pineapple, Adam. Uh-huh. Is a great symbol, Adam. What does it mean? What does it signify? It is used by swingers, Adam, oh. to, to initiate partner swapping. Open for business. Yes. It's advertisement. <laughs> Actually, was Gage the guru. Uh, I was speaking with him, and he was the one that told me about this. It blew me away. I didn't know. I guess I'm not that uh, culturally open or sensitive now, or whatever you want to call it. Now, how do you convey... Culturally aware, How do you me. convey this? Because... Do you take a physical pineapple or do you get like a pineapple sticker and you turn it upside down on your shirt or how does that work? I don't know. There's different ways of doing it. So as long as the pineapple is placed in certain places or certain ways or certain fashions or it's worn a certain way, there's many ways to communicate, Adam, the swinging culture, Adam. But first of all, we need to define swinger, Adam. Okay. Okay. It is a noun. Swinger. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Informally. The definition is a slang. We're getting really technical here. It's an individual who engages in group sex and or the swapping of sexual partners within an organized and or ad hoc group on a habitual basis, Adam. Mm, In layman's term, Adam, that definition means it's a person, could be a female or a male, Mm -hmm. that is banging. banging (laughs) (laughs) 
banging. <laughs> I, better, I better stop. We will get to this motherfucker here. Left and right and likes to swap uh, sexy time partners at him on a regular basis. Now, does a swinger have to be in a relationship already? I, I'd say, yeah. I mean, you can't just show up with a, you know, a blow up doll or something of that nature. And they have to be in like an open swinging. Thing. Yes. So yeah. you, you have a, a pair of people that go to a swingers party mm-hmm. and then hookups can be had at will here and there. Yes. And it could be. She could just, the woman could hook up with another man, or they could, the, the couple could bring in somebody else to them. Yeah, just, just bring your peen in your vagina. Yeah, then we'll mix it up. It just, the gloves are off at that point. Yes. Mm. The, the key is partner swapping. You have to bring something to get something. No. <laughs> Quid pro quo, Adam. Mm, okay, okay. That's how swinging works, Adam. You just can't uh, volunteer yourself to be a tool of pleasure. <laughs> you can't advertise, Adam. There's, it's not like a cucumber that's peeled back would be your, your side. <laughs> cucumber has a you know a small head with a big yeah, body. So like, yes, like yeah. you could cut your cucumber that way. Anyway, Adam, let's get back to the symbolism and close this shit out. Mm-hmm. The hashtag Adam mm-hmm. upside down pineapple has racked up 136 million views. Adam, oh, on TikTok. <laughs> do they talk about the lifestyle on TikTok? It's Is that a, what they it's do? Also paired Adam with the hashtag swing talk. Oh, wow! <laughs> so that's the way it's getting out there, Adam. Yes. Okay. And by the way, that one alone has. 1.7 billion viewers alone. Holy crap. Okay, now what do you think it is? I would think that's just people being nosy. What do you think it is about the or pineapple? Curious. I don't know what it is. That made the pineapple be the fruit to signify this activity. I don't know. I think... Because it, it could be a banana, you know? A banana is in a bunch, right? So you have yeah. like eight bananas there. So you could say, hey, look, I'm just one of these bananas. I need seven other people here. I want to do, get into some group thing. Well, I don't know. I mean, banana, that's, you know, symbolism for, you know, a penis. And a bunch of bananas <laughs> means a bunch of penises. <laughs> I know it's Pride Month, but shit. No, I'm good with that. It's not a banana. No, a banana's not going to work. I know that part. I, don't, I didn't go that far here. <laughs> anyway, Adam, Randy Travelers. Randy Travis? Yes, uh, Rand, Randy Travelers oh, oh, oh. are purportedly pinning posters of upside-down pineapples to their hotel doors Oh, to let fellow vacationers know that they're up to swinging. Adam, there's a study that says while you're on vacation, Adam, it provokes a little bit more sexual activity because you have a lot more time in your hands and you're not as preoccupied as when you're in your uh, routine or normal environment, so the mind goes immediately to sex. Kind of like a voyage libido. So if you're going out there on vacation and you're a swinger, you're going to pack your pineapple out. Yeah, <laughs> you are going to pack your pineapple. So probably through this social media stuff, you can probably put out there, hey, I'm going to be in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. And then a, a whole groups of people can say, oh, there's a bunch of people getting together in Atlanta at the at the Howard Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> so the, Howard Johnson would be appropriately, yes, that would be, yes. <laughs> so they all collect there at the Howard Johnson and they all put their upside down pineapples out there and it's just chaos of people going in and out of everybody's rooms. Mm -hmm. I could see that happening. It it would almost be like a swinger convention. (laughs) A fucker's festival. (laughs) 
Sure. So yeah, so the uh, pineapple atom would be the main uh, signal. It'll be like the bat signal atom. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> so, so another way you could do it is you could set up a little. Uh, Wait a minute. What was SpongeBob's house? It was a pineapple atom. Was it, it was it right side it, up? No, it was, right, was it, it was oh, right side up. Oh, so he's yes. not okay. But I wouldn't doubt that there's some kind of intermingling in there. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Patrick's rock <laughs> was actually an upside down pineapple, just capsized. <laughs> <laughs> And you can probably so organize. There's, there's there's also agencies that offer specialized atoms, specialized vacations where the swingers at them through their codes and whatnot would understand that they would be at this hotel, uh, resort, lodging, sure. whatever it may be. So you're going to spend, you know, the five or six days that you're on vacation banging with all sorts of different partners and this, this, and the other. So, wow, that absolutely incredible. You know, Adam, that reminds me of the movie Bruno again, Adam. <laughs> there, was a, there was a scene there. Everything that, reminds yeah. you of Bruno. <laughs> there was a scene there, Adam, that he was in one of these swinger parties as well. So. <laughs> it has to be so easy to this day. I mean, years ago, it had to be maybe difficult to find other swingers. Now, you just go out there on social media, you got millions to choose from out there. That's right, Wes. It's wellness tourism, Adam, a.k.a. swingers tourism, right? Mm -hmm. uh, includes uh, sexy spa retreats, yoga workshops. It is going to generate this summer, Adam, a whopping $817 billion. What? Is what, yeah, is what the forecast is. Actually, according to the forecast of the Global Wellness Institute, Adam. So there's what? so this wellness evidently is. I don't know how wellness could be associated with swingers unless you have condoms and shit like that. I don't know how if people go to these parties and have to show like medical proof that they're clean to have this kind of uh, sexual activity. Hopefully, they don't have monkeypox. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a bad, that'd be shit show. That would be bad, Adam. So yeah. So uh, just for general information, Adam. So we can close out this motherfuckeria. Uh -huh. <laughs> and who knows? Uh, some listener <laughs> might be interested in this. Uh -huh. <laughs> Other symbols for swinging at them are okay. a woman wearing anklet, toe rings, thumb rings, black wedding rings, Adam. Okay. Or switching and or switching your wedding ring to the right-hand side, Adam. White landscaping rocks, Adam. I, I've heard about the rocks as well. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And pink and purple decorations, Adam, in the front garden. Yeah. And now, if that isn't a motherfuckeria, Adam, I wow. do not know what can possibly be more of a motherfuckeria than that. <laughs> Upside down pineapple shit. Absolute news to me. What an education. Yes. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Motherfuckeria of the week. Adam, this is as much as I could take right now, baby. So let's. It's going to be a long Saturday. It's going to be hot as hell today. Is it? Yeah. Again? Good times, bad times. On the Tommy and Adam Martin Podcast. Adam, Ooh. I have. Well, there was that's a little bit better than last week's. <laughs> At least we're closing out strong, Adam. Here, Adam, I have the bad times. Oh, you do? I do. <laughs> okay, Adam, I guess I have good times. We are. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 
We all know, Adam, that the stadium tour, Adam, uh, the big ticket for this summer mm-hmm. is going on right now. Do you know who is part of the stadium tour, Adam? Joan Jett. Okay, who else? Uh, Poison. All right. Def Leppard. Yes. And Motley Crue, minus and, Tommy Lee. <laughs> then that's where we're going with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hopefully you, you didn't have that one. No, I don't. Check it out, Adam. So they're also co-headlining, so they switched the headliners between Def Leppard and Motley Crue. I don't know if you knew that. Okay, just between those two? Just between those two, okay. right. So still, Joan Jett comes out, does her thing. Poison comes right afterwards, and which, by the way, are getting fantastic reviews. Mm. Then Motley Crue, and then, you know, in this case... This particular case, it was uh, Def Leppard was the closer, yes. Got it. And I saw some video footage, maybe about 40 minutes of it. It's pretty good. It didn't look bad at their all. First, their first shows went off. First couple of shows, recently. yes, yes. Okay. But unfortunately, just like you said, Tommy Lee only goes in and plays a few songs, three or four songs, because he had Adam some kind of an accident that he's not proud of or doesn't want to reveal or I guess it's not as exciting because I heard, you know, again, thanks to fan footage, Adam. I'm going to say whatever he says is kind of almost identical in every single show. So it might have been rehearsed. It might not. You go ahead and be the judge of that. Go on YouTube. Find some of these Motley Crue videos. Okay. Of Well, actually, the stadium tour videos. Adam, anyway, it is so bad, and it's getting so much bad reviews because Motley Crue, Tommy Lee goes out there, and he, I think, Adam, I'm not 100% sure, he does use the hip-hop rap hizzle dictionary when he starts to address the crowd. Oh, (laughs) Okay. Well, well, that's his audience, right? Wait a minute. No. <laughs> Maybe not. Yes, but anyway, he's, okay. getting, he's getting some flack over that. Anyway, Adam, it's so bad uh-huh. that Poison's Ricky Rocket, Adam, had to come out and defend him. His tour mate, Poison's drummer Ricky Rocket, spoke up in defense of Tommy Lee, Adam, saying his Motley Crue counterpart was taking a lot of heat over the current injury. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lee revealed on the first night of the Crew Stadium tour with Def Leppard, Poison, Joe Jet, he broken four ribs and couldn't perform the, any full sets. As the road trip continues, he's been starting the shows before being replaced, Adam, by stand-in Tommy Clufetos, returning later to play piano during the ballad Home Sweet Home, Adam. Hmm. I don't know anything about it, Rocket told Trunk Nation with Eddie Trunk. Here we go, Eddie, again. So the bad reviews center fully around Tommy Lee. Yes, okay. Adam. He said he's too, uh, to Eddie Trunk. He says, I don't know anything about it. I swear I didn't. I went out and he wasn't playing. And I'm like, what the heck is going on, you guys? So I went back and got the lowdown. He's taking a lot of heat and don't, and I don't think he should because I think he, what's cool about what he's doing is he's coming out there and he's going, this is painful to do it, but I want the audience to know that I'm here. I'm here for the duration. I'm not wussing out on this instead of running home and sitting six weeks out while he recovers. He's part of the team. I think that's badass. Now, isn't it like a broken rib thing? Four ribs. Four ribs, yes. On the second tour stop, Lee spoke to the audience before bowing out after three songs, admitting, my fucking heart is broken, along with the ribs. So the doctor goes, listen, bro. By the way, no fucking playing. I like to have that doctor. (laughs) I'm like, dude, there's no fucking way we have a tour in a fucking few days. What the fuck am I going to do? So I think I'm going to pop in and out as much as I can, Adam. Hmm. 
Well, that's uh, up to the fandom, Adam, to uh-huh. uh, either buy it or don't buy it. Uh, there's a lot of speculations like he didn't like playing Motley Crue songs to begin with. And, you know, some other stuff. I was reading it back and forth on it. There's some critics on it. But I would say that the great majority of the people are in love with it. Now, you know, it is... It is not a fit and trim Vince Neil. I don't know if you've seen any of the video. I haven't seen the him. video. You got to check it out. Check it out this week. And uh, you be the judge, man. Let me know. Is it reminiscent of other Vince Neil yes, videos yes, we've Adam, seen? Yes, oh, okay. Got it. It's, I would say his voice is pristine. Is it? Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? The video footage that I've seen. Would yes. Eddie Trunk be happy with what they're doing? I don't know. We have to stay tuned to Trunk Nation and check that out. That's the bad times, Adam. Yes, Motley Crue was touring Adam with a broken, uh, ribbed Tommy Lee. Adam. I got you. Well, I guess I have the good times. Lay it on me, buddy. An award-winning scientist has made a shocking revelation that okay. could shake humanity to its core. Penises are shrinking. <laughs> Is this the penis show? <laughs> Dr. Shauna Swan. This is the sexy show. Is this. one of the world's leading reproductive epidemiologists. And her research indicates men are suffering from her higher rates of erectile dysfunction and babies are being born with smaller junk. Oh, my God. In her research, she says babies are unable to develop properly, causing an overall feminization of society. Mm. Mm. Uh, not only are we being left with smaller penises, but sperm counts have dropped more than 50% in Western countries in the past 40 or 50 years. Not good. Babies are now entering the world already contaminated with chemicals because of the substances they absorb in the room. They're, they're talking about little plastics and all this other stuff that have like chemicals that oh, we, wow. we take in our bodies. Or and they also added penis size can have a massive impact on confidence and self-image. According to the study, men in Ecuador are the most well-endowed with an average penis size of 6.93 inches when erect. Not bad. Of course, we can't have a biggest without a smallest. The study found that Cambodians have the smallest penis size when erect, coming in at just 3.95 inches long. So here's here's our good times for this week. Tommy, we're not Cambodians. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, oh, oh wow. Adam! Yes! We have to thank you no who buddy. Great work again by Godzilla. There he is right there. Thank you, sir. If you notice it's kinda of chilling in the background. I know. It's like nice. he's, he's more reserved. He's yeah. sitting into his p- position now. Yes, actually, uh, yes. And Adam, thank you, sir. Thank you as well. You are an awesome podcaster, buddy. No. Take us home, Papa. Well, as always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind that life is not that serious, nor is anything we said on this podcast. Again, search the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast App, RSS Podcast, CastBox, Himalaya, Owl Trail, and everywhere else this podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified we are online. And tell a friend or an enemy, I am Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. Today is June 25, 2022, and you're listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often. Play it loud, but play it. Yeah. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dada Goa Promotions. Yeah! Which are the cancers? 